Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right, all right, all right. Like Andy Dufresne. The man who crawled through 500 yards of bleep and came out clean on the other side. It is a day of redemption here on the Mike Rutherford Show and throughout the beautiful city of Louisville, Kentucky. Welcome in, everybody. It is Thursday, November 3rd, and my God, what a glorious Thursday, November 3rd it is. This is the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know it better as the Big X. We are here until 6 o'clock, as always, coming to you from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. And I don't know about you, Trevor Kelsey, but the U of L College of Business Studios today has an extra shine to it, an extra glimmer, an extra glean, an extra smell. It feels wonderful to be here today. It's going to be a great show. We've had so few of these in the 15 months that we've been on the air. My God, we're going to celebrate. TK, how are you this afternoon? I can't apologize for the smell. Don't, it's, it's, <laughs> I meant a good smell, a oh, rosy yeah. smell, a oh, flowery yeah. smell. It just it. it this I feel like today should be like is going to be end up being like a holiday in the city of Louisville. Stream's right? not working, by the way. Stream is, should be working. It's not. Well, we're on the air. Most people are saying this. Well, uh, hit go to your AMFM radio, ladies and gentlemen. Somebody did let me know like ahead of time. We they are was, in the air. They were so worried about the show that they texted me at like two o'clock, or, like one o'clock this afternoon. They were like, "I'm trying, and the stream's not working." Just letting you know ahead of time. So hopefully, yeah, we, we know Justin did did his job today. The stream is dead, according to both the text line and people on Twitter. So. Hopefully we can, we can get that figured out. <laughs> we had to trade. Here's the, we had to trade the stream for for for, for the. All right, stream's working now. Stream's working. There now. we go. There we go. Thank God. I was about to flip. I'll out take again. claim. I was about to. I was about to have a, a very very rough afternoon. Uh, for those of you who just joined the show, welcome in. We're having a great time already. Uh, damn, now stream's not working. AM and FM both working. Stream apparently not working. Some people maybe want to get better internet area. Well, it's it's, it's it's a lot of people that are saying the same thing. So they're well, they're having a Rutherford party. Uh, hopefully not. Hopefully, <laughs> That's what hopefully, they're doing. hopefully this is yeah. This is, did did Scoot sabotage the stream again? We had no Scoot texted the show. Yeah, everything's good. We're on the air. We're not, according to everybody on the text line. Apparently, it's going in and out again. I joked that it was going to be like this again today because it always happens when we have big things to talk about when people actually want to listen to the show. And I was hoping that that was going to be a joke that did not work. But hopefully this will – I'm just going to keep talking, whatever. I can't do anything about it. Hopefully this uh, technical difficulties will be fixed by the time we 
know. Do something. Now, this one's on Al Gore. I mean, I don't know. I can't do that with the internet. Yeah, I don't don't know what to do about that. Anyways, uh, it's a joyful day. I'm not going to let the stream issues bring me down. If you're listening on AM and FM, hopefully we'll be fine. Yeah, everybody's saying the same thing now. AM and FM are working. Complete dead air on the stream. So if you're trying to stream the show, apologies. Uh, We'll we'll try to get that figured out. If you're on AM, FM, congrats. You you can hear the show right now. Uh, We are... I'm sorry, I'm distracted by everybody saying the same thing. Uh, we'll, we'll try to get a fix during the break. We'll, we'll, we'll try to figure it out. Everybody, I'm sorry. Um, we will, if you're listening on the, the terrestrial radio, congrats. You're in for a, a joyous show because if you didn't know already, and who's listening right now and doesn't know? Like, who are we about to break this news to? Love of God, I know. You knew, you were maybe the first person to text me. I woke up, I woke up this morning at like 8.25 to, uh, for my second pee of the morning. So what happens when you get over 40, you'll be there soon. Oh, I'm already there. I feel, I feel like six times a night. I've been there since I was like a kid. I always had a terrible bladder. See, I never. This is all new to me. I used to have a bladder like a king. This is driving me nuts. I used to go on a road trip, and I'd stop me gas three times where I had to pee. Now i got to stop three times before I get gas. But the uh, So I woke up, and I'm like, oh, man, it's only 8.30. I was like, crap. There's nothing's out yet. I mean, we're not going to know anything until like, what, I think you said 9 o'clock yesterday. We, I joked and said, when would it leak 902? And you were like, no, maybe 930. I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to stay up for a whole hour. We know this. So look at the phone, turn it on. And I should send him a basket of muffins with a with a, with a sidekick of some Arby's. It's like Matt Norlander out there tweeting it out already, buddy. Sorry, Break, breaking the news for us. Thank you, but thank you to him. So I'm so excited. Smoked a cigarette. Had a nice little half bowl of milk, glass of milk. And was just, just enjoyed for about 45 minutes before I fell back asleep. Is there anything we can do about the stream? Like, it's all, I've got a million text messages now. Everybody's saying the same thing. The stream is not working. People are very upset about it. They're like, people are now asking to get the commercials back from yesterday that we had for the first 30 minutes because the silence is killing them. I don't know what we can do. Is, is there, There's nothing we can do the on The stream our end. is not our end. So we're just That's, bleep out of luck. I mean, I don't, That's yeah. great. That's awesome. That's I mean, we're on. We're connected through the internet to the other studio. We're on the air. Therefore, that sounds like something to do with uh, TuneIn or something. Yeah, and TuneIn was that was what somebody texted me earlier. Like, just just get, trying to get ahead of this. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I get it. Text line. I, I get it. All of our listeners are mostly stream. Uh, not true, but a lot of people clearly are, do listen to the stream, and they're very upset right now. Maybe we can tweet out the call-in number. I don't know what what, what we can do. I. Yeah, I'm aware, everybody. I need a woosah a second here because this is very, very, very frustrating. Um, all we can do is do the show for the, the AMFM people, so apologies. And we're podcast people. We're recording. Yeah, I guess. Uh, it's the tune Oh, app, crap. I forgot to record. I'm just kidding. As well as the, <laughs> the Big X website, the, the link there apparently not working either, so uh not all we can do. Uh, but... The news this morning, you're right, it, did, it leaked earlier than I thought it was going to. And I, I texted you last night. You got a little bit of a glimpse of it last night, I guess. I got it, The only thing that I got, because I didn't get anything from anybody from UofL, the only thing that I got was, and it wound up being very true, Oh yeah, Rick Pitino is expecting this to be a very good day for him. Which you kind of made sense considering they called the press conference. They were, they were calling for a noon press conference when we were on the air yesterday. That, that news broke while we were doing the show. So I don't know. I don't know how they got a hold of this information, but according to the college basketball people, like Patino's agent was texting everybody, everybody, and being like, just so you know, tomorrow's going to be a very good day for my man. I think he actually used the word, it's going to be a day of exoneration. And when I heard that word, I was like, yeah, maybe a little bit extreme. Like, it's probably not going to be a full exoneration. And then 
lo and behold, the IRA people used that exact word during their press conference. Both Chris Mack and Rick Pitino were fully exonerated, which we will talk about a little bit later. But my, my response, and I, I texted you that, and I said, if we're going to have very good news for Rick Pitino, my assumption is we're going to have pretty good news for Louisville as well. I would assume. It's hard to foresee a scenario where Pitino gets off scot-free and Louisville gets hammered for some reason. I got a little excited last night when you sent when you told me that. Too. I got a little excited too. Because because yesterday initially you were almost expecting nothing less than a year for Patino. I was. And I, 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 and I, and I, said I, I didn't say that. I said I think I thought he could get up to a year. And you, well, I, I, you, I definitely anything, said I thought he would get something. Wasn't it like anything less would, would have surprised you though? Or no, up, no, no, no. Up to a year would have surprised me. I said up to. I said I, I can see him getting up to a year. It wouldn't surprise me if he got a year. But I thought that was the max. I thought that was. I didn't think he could get anything. I, that was not my low bar. I thought that was the most that he would get. And I was more in the you know ten air, ten uh-huh. game area, maybe twelve. I thought maybe a minimum four or five. I, I really did not see zero. I didn't either. I, I didn't I did see not. zero. I mean, it's. But we'll get we'll get to Patino yeah. a little bit later. We'll talk about him because he had his own press conference and said some interesting things. And there is certainly an element to that <laughs> story. Does he um, I, the, but the more important storyline here is is obviously it's us. Yes. Uh, we we want to you know. It's cool that Rick was going to get off scot free. I want to know what was going to happen to us. And this morning, it was it was better than my best case scenario yesterday. I thought that the best case scenario was, you know, scholarship reductions, recruiting restrictions, hefty financial fee, and no postseason ban. As it turns out, that was being way too pessimistic. <laughs> I mean, we had all reason to be as pessimistic. We did, right? and that was my whole thing. I was like, if you want to use logic and look at this and say. Based on the IRP rulings that we've had before us, uh, the, the NC State and Memphis rulings, based on what the IRP has done messaging-wise, what they've said, and what the NCA has said in recent weeks, we should, you, you can look at all that and say, well, Louisville should not get a postseason ban. Louisville should get a punishment that's more in line with what Memphis and NC State both got. And I was like, if you want to you know, use logic, well, you know, go right ahead. Go right ahead. But why would you do that to yourself when logic has not come into play in any of our dealings with the NCAA uh, in recent history? Silly, silly, silly youngsters. Yeah, exactly. Their logic when it comes to NCAA dealings. So that was my whole reason. I was like, yeah, all the evidence points one way, but I'm still pointing the other way because I've been down this road before. So I'm thinking we're still getting a postseason ban. We're still getting worst case scenario, whatever that is, whatever's on the table, it's going to happen. Oh, no. And you're right. Matt Norlander is the first one to tweet out um, – before 9 a.m. There was about 8.35 or so. It was early. Yeah. And I trust Norlander. I mean, he's not going to just put stuff out there willy-nilly. No. He knows what he's doing. And so at that point, I exhaled a little bit. I'm like, all right, let's see exactly what these penalties are. And the penalties that Louisville has been hit with by the IRP, a $5,000 fine. Ooh, they love that five grand. They though. love the five grand fine. I mean, who is on the IRP? Is it like a former traffic judge who's like giving out speeding ticket fines? He's like just so, so used to giving out the same amount. How fast were they going? So this is a is a instability issue. Ah, five grand. That sounds like thirty five over. Let me just tweet out of the stream real quick. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's we're, I can't get anything done. It's just a million people talking about the stream. Hold on. You gonna second. be okay there? No, I'm not. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not happy. This is terrible. This is an awful day for this to be happening. Um, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll try to work. I, I I'm aware. I'm aware. People are frustrated. I'm aware. Um, so. The $5,000 fine's out there. The next thing we hear, a two-week ban on unofficial visits during the upcoming academic year. Whatever. An additional two-week ban on recruiting communications via telephone and written correspondence during the 2022-2023 academic year. Whatever. A seven-day reduction in the number of recruiting person days during the upcoming season. Two years of probation. Also whatever. 
Well, I don't know. Last, last time we said that, whatever to that, we didn't, didn't, didn't do too well. Well, as long as we don't have <laughs> I mean, any assistant doing some, something that they're not supposed to be doing, then I think we should be okay. Additional penalties, public reprimand and censure. Oh, no. What do we got to do, like a commercial? Like like the celebrity gets caught with, a, with, with weed, he has to do a don't do drugs commercial? I don't even think it's that, just public reprimand, which oh, okay. is basically the ruling anyway. Like the, I mean, This yeah, is the punishment. I was going to say, yeah, it's being announced. The probation will be publicized by the NCA on its website. Inappropriate publications and an NCAA championship game programs of the involved sports. Oh no! This is like getting the red dot on your house of the NCAA. Kind of. It's like, <laughs> it's like having to wear the little scarlet letter. Yeah. The NCAA website that everybody frequents. The the hottest website in all of college sports. Oh, NCAA.com. Yeah. It's like Mr. Skin. Graduate assistant managers and other non-coaching staff members are restricted from participation in any on-court practice activities for ten practices during the upcoming season. Just ten, not the whole season. They just can't do it for 10. Who is it, the assistant coaches? and Assistant and grad assistants, which we have been using a lot of grad assistants in practice because okay. we have like 11 players and three of them have been hurt for a long time. So, uh, But they can still do it. It's just 10 practices out of the year. They can't. That's it. <laughs> it's such a bizarre punishment. So Payne's got to be out there by himself dealing out drills. Yeah. And then also the Louisville men's basketball program is restricted from showing personalized recruiting videos to prospective student athletes during the remainder of this recruiting calendar Ooh, well that's gonna hurt what if aj johnson was like the only reason i didn't commit to louisville was because i wanted my oh, own like video. 30 for 30 style video <laughs> which by the way it's kind of ironic the 30 for 30 style video is what we got in trouble for in one of these violations anyway that chris mack was doing and now they're like well you can't do that just for this year because it's no longer forbidden by the ncaa so the non-visits from from recruits though that, that, that doesn't cover the calendar than when aj would have maybe come here would it does it well, where did you hear non-visits? I thought you heard, wasn't that one of the part of the beginning thing you said recruits couldn't visit, we couldn't have in-house visits or something like that? No. What was the first part you said, Red? $5,000 fine. Nope, I guess before that then. That was the first thing I said. Oh, well then it was after that. <laughs> we have a, a two-week ban on unofficial visits. Okay, maybe that's what I was thinking. Yeah, okay. that's, which is nothing. That's All right. Yeah, there's really... That's just mostly people living, that's just mostly in-house, that's mostly in-city talent, right? A lot of times, or... People who have the means to just kind of show up for a weekend, okay. they'll do that. And that's it's not unheard of, but it's certainly a rarity. And you're more focused right now on the official visits, especially with the 2023 and 2024 classes. So uh, Bronny, unofficials are more for younger kids. So Bronny can't visit in that two weeks. Man. Well, Bronny's been unofficially visiting everywhere. He yeah. <laughs> his only official visit so far has gone to Ohio State. So I think he's going to be okay. But the, the recruiting sanctions are essentially nothing. They're basically – all of this is essentially a big nothing, which is astounding. And the reason why it's a big nothing is because at the end of the day, the IARP, just like they did with the Memphis case, they found fewer violations than the NCAA had originally alleged. We had one level one violation levied against us by the NCAA. The IARP did hold that up. They said that's what the level one violation that took place, I think it was Kenny Johnson basically lying to them, was a level one violation. The other six violations were all level two. The NCAA said none of those amounted to level two violations. They all were level three at best. Which, if you remember when we first had the the show talking about the Chris Mack violations, the recruiting videos, the having grad assistants playing um, in practices when it wasn't allowed, at, at times it wasn't permitted, I was blown away that the NCAA tried to argue that those were level two violations because nothing about them says level two. That was the show that you, you did the whole thing and then at the end you realized that level one was not the the most lenient and I was like well, I was like the conversation would have made no sense but anyways those very clearly to me were level three I blocked that out it's fine 
And just like they did with Memphis, the NCAA looked at the 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 level of the violations and was like, no, this is ridiculous. It doesn't amount to this. The NCAA is wrong. IRP says the level twos are level threes. With Memphis, it was more all the level ones were level twos. We had level twos go down to level threes. So that's the biggest reason why we get off here. And I hesitate to use that phrase because I'm seeing it so much everywhere. And I wrote about this earlier today. Nobody should say that Louisville is getting off here. Nobody should say that they're skating. Nobody should say that they're getting a slap on the wrist. And we all know why. The five years in purgatory, five plus years in purgatory, has been the most significant punishment we could possibly get. And we don't need to rehash all the reasons, but just look at where we are right now. Look at where we're projected to be in this season. Louisville basketball should never be in the spot, and they wouldn't have been had they not had to sit on the sidelines essentially for five years and deal with all this bleep. So miss me with the Louisville's skating here. Louisville's in the clear. No, we're not in the clear. We're a decimated program. We've been a decimated program at this moment. We still are a decimated program. I don't know if we're still. I'd say we were past tense. Trevor, we're picked to finish 12th in the ACC. That's the short term. Exactly. That's what I said, for the time being. All right. I'll give in you. this moment, we are still a decimated program. At this moment, though, the healing process can start to begin. I, it's not an overnight process, but it can at least start in earnest right now. Because now, guess what? No more recruiting excuses. Those are gone. You don't have – if A.J. Johnson wants to come to the Ville, and by the way, A.J. Johnson today, we found out, is transferring from Donda Academy to the SoCal Academy, which is also where Isaiah Miranda, another top recruit for UofL, uh, is playing. Which that, rapper owns that school? Say what? What rapper owns that school? I don't think it's a rapper owned school. <laughs> okay. But it's good news for UofL because Lowell's in a good spot with Miranda. Hopefully we can get a, a package deal there. That would be nice. But right. if A.J. Johnson, if he was holding off on Louisville – because of the negative recruiting that Chris Beard or somebody else is doing, saying, you, know, you don't even know these guys are going to be eligible for the tournament when you're a freshman. That's out the window. That That is no longer an excuse to not get it done on the recruiting trail. And there are no excuses for anybody out there that's that's in your grips. We are we are full go at this point. KP, go get your guys, right? Like That's, that's the mentality that we have to have now. Today, on November 3rd, Louisville got its freedom. On November 4th, we get DJ Wagner. Okay. Well, <laughs> maybe not that, but that would be cool. Oh, yeah. You, you mock me. I was mocked when I, when I, I believed at one time that we weren't going to get a postseason ban. And I fell into your your web of you negativeness. Mocked. You weren't mocked. Oh, I was mocked, my friend. Mocked. Everybody was saying we're not going to get a postseason ban. I was cyber bullied. People putting for sale signs in my front yard. It was, it was, it was a mocking. I think almost everybody thought we Heck weren't going to get a postseason ban. I think I was the only one still saying it because I've been so scarred, and I refuse to get over my scars. Heckled as I open the door to get the dash, the dasher's food. No, I don't think that was. <laughs> I don't think that was happening. The let's dive into the biggest reason why these level violations got knocked down on a level, and ultimately why Louisville is dealing with the lenient punishment that got. And that was, and if you remember, anybody who listened to the show consistently. I've brought this up a couple of times when the IRP has been dealing with other things. I said, at the crux of our argument, and at the crux of the NCAA's argument, is the issue of whether or not the Adidas employees, who are at the heart of this whole investigation, the heart of this whole scandal that rocked college basketball, whether or not they could properly be described or defined as boosters for UofL. The NCAA says yes. They're acting on Louisville's behalf. They're going out there. They're trying to get players for Louisville. They are representatives of the University of Louisville, and in other cases, Kansas, LSU, what have you. We said, no, ridiculous. The federal court 
said these people defrauded us. They're not acting in our best interest. They're trying to boost their own personal brands. They don't care where these kids go. They just want to get them to an Adidas school so they can sign them once they go pro to shoe contracts. And I said, if the IARP sides with us, it's going to be very hard for them to punish us significantly or Kansas significantly. And at the end of the day, the IRP side with us. And that's really all you need to know about this case. There are, there are a lot of interesting little nuggets, but the hearing panel, this is the exact line, the hearing panel concluded that the case record did not provide sufficient or credible information to conclude that the apparel company, Adidas, was a representative of Louisville Athletics interests. That's it at that point. Because these are the people, you can look into Kenny Johnson allegedly giving Brian Bowen Sr. $1,300, which... By the way, the IRP found was not credible. Bowen Sr. was the only person who said that. He did not have facts to back it up. His facts were wrong. And the fact that he lied under oath during his federal court case came back to bite him, according to the IRP in this. You can look at the Jordan Fair being in the wrong place at the wrong time, being in the, the hotel room in Las Vegas where nothing actually transpired, but there was talk about doing things. At the end of the day, the only people that we know who actively did things they weren't supposed to be doing were these Adidas employees. And if you say they weren't acting on UofL's behalf, that's that's it. That's done. There's some other minor stuff, but you cannot hammer Louisville for anything when that's the case because that's not a Louisville person cheating. That's an Adidas person cheating for Adidas, and that's ultimately what the IARP determined. Also, that's very reassuring if you're a Kansas fan. I think they're a little bit more dicey water just because they've got Bill Self texting with TJ Gasnola and there's some stuff there well, that's implicating why they gave itself. Them the little four game thing ahead of this. I think you're exactly right. I think yeah. that, I think they probably saw that there was going to be a small punishment, but he wasn't going to get the big gigantic hammer, which some people thought was coming. And the the difference between Self and Patino, if you want to look at it, is there are texts between the Adidas people talking about Rick Patino's got no idea what's going on. Like they're, they're like he's the only one of these coaches that has no idea that this is happening in his program. Whereas with Bill Self, they're actively texting with Bill Self. Um, so that's the big difference there. But ultimately, when the IRP determined that these Adidas people could not be described as boosters, could not be defined as boosters, that was it. That was game, set, match. Louisville was going to not get a postseason ban. They were not going to get anything significant. They were going to walk. The other things, I mean, there's a number of, of interesting items in this. I'll tell you what. I want to take a break. I don't know if we can – I'm going to try to tweet out the the phone link so people can who don't have access to restaurant radio can can actually try to listen to the show we'll try to get the i don't know if we can, there's anything we can do with the stream we'll try to get this figured out i do want to go into in depth the other parts of the adidas ruling that were interesting to me we will talk a little bit about, about the patino and mac things patino also held a i mean just fantastic press conference where he it was vintage rick we'll talk about that we'll also talk about josh hurd's comments kenny payne's statement all that good stuff the celebration, even though if you can't hear it on the stream, it's okay. It's going to continue here on the Mike Rutherford Show. Keep it locked right here on 1450 or 96.1 The Big X.
Welcome back in. Thursday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Reminder, if you got heating or air conditioning problems this summer, this winter, this spring, this fall, doesn't matter what time of the year, air service available for you 24-7. Call them at 502-264-9662. If your AC goes out today and your heat goes out tomorrow, which is only possible here in the city of Louisville, only one place to go, airserve.com slash Louisville, A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com slash Louisville. Whether it's too hot, too cold, too dry, or too polluted, AirServe is going to make sure you are comfortable and breathing the highest quality air in your home or your place of business. And again, they have technicians available 24-7, so call them any hour, any day at 502-264-9662, and they will be able to take your call and have a technician out to your home or place of business. All right, uh, obviously we're celebrating the IRP ruling uh, still no stream. Apologies to, to everybody there. We're, I think, is Dugan on the case now? Is he going up to Jeffersonville to try to get this thing? He's going up and check something for me, yeah. Okay. And we can't find the, the number to call in. Uh, we'll try to, if we can, I will, I will tweet that out there in a second. But uh, we'll, tr- we'll try to give people some outlet to listen to the show. We'll figure it out. Do you have it? Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I guess between now and then, if you're listening on 96.1 or 1450, congrats. You can enjoy the show. Um, I do like, apparently the, the stream, you can see how many people, like 47 people were sitting there streaming 27 minutes of dead air. That was, that was pretty, thanks to all those people who are, who are streaming all this dead air. I, I appreciate it. I wonder it. how long it took them before they realized it was dead air. They're very aware. The, every, I think everybody's aware of it at this point. Some every, of those people were just like, man, Trevor's not ever so smart, never so smart. Well, it got like, yeah, Mary, like my, everybody I think that I know is texting me being like, are you guys on? What's going on? I'm like, yeah, we're, we're on. We're just going to have to get to a radio that you may or may not have in your home. Uh, but we've, we're celebrating the ruling. We're happy about the fact that the IRP has said thanks but no thanks to, to, to furthering this and punishing Louisville. People are mad about this, though. And I, I, that's why I'm kind of wondering, do we blame KRC for us not having the stream because they're so pissed off about this? Roush, and, uh, Roush especially is fired up about this. Everybody at KSR is fired up about this. Pat Forty's writing columns. Dan O'Neill's writing columns. People are furious that Louisville's not going to be punished more than they already are, which I don't really understand. Like I, I don't get why you care at this point. We're already dead. We've had five years of just— You can't kill us. We're already dead. Pretty much. I mean, I, I wrote it earlier today. Think about between 2003, Patino's second year on the job, and 2015— when this whole thing kind of got started, the last season that we were scandal-free, if you want to look at it that way, we were a four-seater better in the NCAA tournament nine different times, nine times in 13 tournaments. We missed one NCAA tournament. We went to six Elite Eights. We went to three Final Fours. We won one national title. We had more wins than all but three programs in all of college basketball during that span. Since then, we've been to... Two NCAA tournaments. We've won one NCAA tournament game. We've been to one NCAA tournament since the the latest helping of scandal in 2017, the fall of 2017, and won zero NCAA tournament games. We've gone from a program that had two Hall of Fame coaches in over a half century to a program that has now had basically four coaches in five years, if you want to count David Padgett, Chris Mack, Mike Begeese, and now Kenny Payne. This has not been, I mean, the punishment has already been served. This has been a decimation of a a program that is, I'll say it again, top six all time, still top six. And that was rolling at the time we first found out Katina Powell's name. Now, did some punishment deserve to be served for the the, the first thing that happened? Of course. 
I don't think anybody would argue otherwise. Do I think the punishment that was ended up ended up being handed down was ridiculous? Of course. I think that taking down a banner for violations where no competitive advantage was gained is ridiculous. But it's the punishment we got. With this particular case now, do I think that this is a just punishment? No, I still don't. I think the ruling is right. I think it should have been made three and a half years ago because Louisville basketball has not been able to be Louisville basketball since the moment that indictment came out, since the first moment that we read University 6, Coach 1, all that BS. We've not been able to get it going. Now, we've, and who's to say what would have happened if the, the pandemic hadn't started, that 2020 team has been the strongest team we've had in between then and now, and they never got a chance to play in the NCAA tournament, sure. But would the lows have been so low if we hadn't been dealing with all this other belief? I don't, there's no, you, you can't convince me that that's the case. And so at the very least, I still think, I mean, we know what the season lies in front of us looks like right now. But whether it takes one year to get back, two years to get back, or eight years to get back, 10 years to get back, however long it takes for us to get back to this being fun and quote unquote normal, all I know is the process gets to start today. And that's where I am. We talked to, I mean, this has been something that has been a recurring theme on the show since we started doing it. We just want to know whether it's good or bad. We want to get the process of getting out from underneath this dark cloud going. And the healing process from all these wounds, I, I don't know how long it's going to be. The timeline is still impossible to see, but at least we finally, we got green lit today for the process to begin. It has been so long since this has been a fun thing. It's time for it to start being fun again. It's just amazing fun just not to say, well, well, we still got the instant play coming. Exactly. Uh, we, we I mean, it's been half a decade since we've been able to say that. Oh, God, more than half a decade. I mean, pretty much like seven. We, if you can't, if you can't even go back to the original, sure. yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, we're talking, I mean, nearly a decade. Nearly like 10 years. That's the entire span that Manuel's been been, been being beat by mail. I mean, I mean, that's 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 a long time to be. I mean, I don't know we we pointed that out, but it's knock on wood. It's it's over, it's done. Like now, there's no yeah, but or and maybe, and yeah. that depends. It's a, yeah, it's it's done. They're, that's it. They're, they're, those those things are thrown out or can be now used for other excuses. Because the NCAA is no longer part of our vocabulary in terms of a negativity. No, it's done. It, it, it's a thing of the past. And I mean, I, th- I, that should make you feel good, right? I mean, it's like you like you know, the guy who finally got rid of the X, or the the, the, the fat guy who lost the weight, or the or Steve Crow when he lost his virginity. I mean, that's that's <laughs> these are all things that. I mean, I I, I I mean, if you woke up singing the the the, the song from Forty Year Virgin, then you, you had every right to. Yeah, it, it it certainly feels like a new leaf has been turned over today, and that's not to say that Louisville basketball is back. I know we, I make the cards are back joke all the time. It's going to take some time, and I don't know how long it's going to to take. Like, like, we know what this season looks like right now, and hopefully we can beat Chaminade by a billion points tonight and get some vibes going. But if that doesn't happen, if this team struggles, and we don't kill it in recruiting right away, we know it's going to be maybe two, three years down the line. But at the very least, there's no excuse anymore, right? If we hired the right guy in Kenny Payne, if we have the right staff with Nolan Smith and Danny Manning and Josh Jamison, we now should be back to being Louisville basketball in a couple of years, at the latest. I think our the timeline that we laid out, you and I both said a few weeks ago, you know, this year we want to be competitive. 
We want to see clear evidence that, that KP's the guy. We want to be improved from last year. We'd love to ideally be at least on the bubble going into Selection Sunday, in the tournament mix maybe. And then if you make the tournament, it's a, I think, an overwhelmingly successful season. Next year, year two, I think it's not – it should be expected that you make the tournament in your second year. And relatively, I don't want to say easily, but like as a not one of the last teams in, like we should not be sweating out Selection Sunday. Year three, I think you need to be even better in the tournament, like competing in the top tier of the ACC, back to where you're, you're used to being, fighting for that double buy in the ACC tournament. And then year four, you should be full bore. It should be all speed ahead. It should be Kenny Payne operating, operating at his highest possible capacity. And maybe that timeline, if you say that timeline should be sped up, you've got more evidence now. Because guess what? The violations that we got today, the, the rules that we got today, the punishments that we were handed down, none of it's going to affect any year outside of this year. Unless it takes us like five years to have a GoFundMe to raise that 5K, but I don't, I don't think that that's going to happen. Like all of these minor recruiting punishments are just for this year specifically. I'll head to the blood bank and plasma bank right now and make up some of that. We can, make, we can make the 5K tonight at the, at the exhibition game. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just put a dollar in everybody walks in, just drop a dollar in there. Exactly. Just to, yeah, it, it's, not, it's not hard to do. It's my favorite punishment going, though. I still think it's hilarious that they're doing this to both us and Memphis. But you know, Kansas, you know how much Kansas is going to get fined? 5K. 5K. I mean, it's just, is that, is that their max? What if they get 6K? <laughs> they won a national title. We had to hit them a little bit harder. <laughs> 5,500. Give them the 6K. Let's <laughs> go $1 over. <laughs> it's, it's sad because this should be a day of full on joy. And it is. Don't get me wrong. Like, my predominant emotion right now is one, relief, two, excitement that we can move past this and this can hopefully start to get back to being fun again. But also at the end of the day, did it really take this long to come to this conclusion? I mean, I, I applaud the IARP for its, you know, I, I guess due diligence, looking at all these different factors, diving in because they, they just, they shot down basically all of the NCA's arguments. They're the, like, the NCA said this? No. That, that, that's a ridiculous thing to assert. Or there wasn't enough evidence to, to back it up. I mean, we haven't even talked about the fact that the NCAA, which I did not realize until today, their argument on Rick Pitino failing to, I, I guess, monitor a appropriate climate of you know, whatever, was that he was too, too strict. He was too much of a disciplinarian. He uh, abided by the rules too closely. And that it had a negative... The the preacher's daughter theory, you know? It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. They said that he he, he did not foster an atmosphere of compliance because he was too strict, played by the rules too closely, and he told assistants if they broke any sort of rule, then they were going to be fired, and so they worked behind his back to break rules. (laughs) And... The IRP looked at all this and they were like, "That bastard." I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean. all I could think of was the the uh, the, the Royal Tenenbaums, where he's like, "We all know that Custer died of a little big horn." What my book presupposes is maybe he didn't. Like it's just like it, it, it was what their argument is. Like everybody knows that playing by the rules closely is the best way to keep your program within the rules. What we're saying is, what if it's not? And hmm. the IRP looked at this and said. That's the dumbest thing we've ever heard in our entire life. Like, no, there's no, there's absolutely no evidence that this is true. 
And I like that, like, they— Could have used them back in 2015. Patino said the same thing. He's like, if we had the IARP doing our case, we'd still have the banner up today. Those were his exact words. And I think he's probably right. Because the NCAA operated on a lot of hearsay. They did. And at the end of the day, they said, no, there's no specific bylaw that's been broken here by UofL, but guess what? You're gross. You're gross. we got to do something hard. Because you, you gross us out. You're morally repugnant. we got to take your banner away. we got to make a statement here. And the IRP is like, well, you can't just do that. Um, and that's how they came to the conclusion that they did. It was like, yes, I can. I'm the NCAA. I like that they said, they, apparently in Rick Pitino, in his argument, said, this is probably the first case that is asking you to hold a coach responsible because they're too strict. And I have to imagine that he's right. Like they, I can't imagine any other instance where the NCAA has argued that a coach was – should be held accountable for wrongdoings within his program because they were too strict and abided by the rules too closely. The coaches were, the assistants were too afraid to tell him that they were going to cheat. It's just, it's so, <laughs> the, the exact wording of their ruling on this was the hearing panel agrees and was not persuaded by the argument that the former head coach number one was too strict on compliance for it to be effective, nor is the hearing panel convinced, as suggested by the complex case unit, that an alternate, less strict environment would have somehow resulted in more effective compliant program under the circumstances. It's, I mean, the, looking at the NCAA's arguments, now in hindsight, it blows my mind that they tried to even come at us with this. And going to the IRP, by the way, bravo. <laughs> Vince, uh, Vince, Josh, everybody made that decision. Congrats, because that was the right call. If you had left our fate up to hey, the Vince NCAA. Vince made a good call? Vince made a great call. Uh, I, guess, I guess even a blind squirrel finds a nut, right? If you had left this up to the NCAA, it's quite clear they would have hammered us and just done, done what they did the first go-round, which was on appeal when we had made these same exact arguments that the IRP looked at and were like, yeah, you're, you're, obviously you're right. <laughs> they would have looked at all that and been like, no, 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 you're, you're dumb. We're right. No, 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 no. He should have been less compliant. Wouldn't have had cheating. Should have been more of a rule breaker. Three-year ban. Three-year ban. Boom, you're done. It's over. And instead, I know it took a long-ass time, but we finally got to the ruling that was right. And... The handcuffs are off now. The light of the tunnel is visible. It feels good. Right decision, yes, but years late. Now, two coaches did, we haven't mentioned this, two coaches did get hit by the NCAA at least a little bit, and they were the two assistants that were involved in this. Kenny Johnson and Jordan Fair, former UofL assistants, both got hit with two-year show-cause punishments. But the, the show-cause punishments are, they're strange in that they're not really that Hindering? They're not like normal show costs. Basically, I mean, how can you? I mean, how can it not be hindering if it's not? A sh- I mean, a show cost is pretty as hindering as you get when it comes to a coach, right? But it's not in this case. Like they, so it's not a show. It's a show cost in name only. Johnson is still going to be able to coach at Rhode Island. He's an, he's an assistant at URI now. He's still going to be able to coach at Rhode Island, be on the bench for games, take visits to visit recruits. The only thing that he's banned from doing is any recruiting during the April and July live periods for the next two years. That's it. So it's kind of like when uh, everyone Axel left everyone from the band and still called himself Guns N' Roses. It was Guns N' Roses in name. Pretty much. But not really Guns N' Roses. It's essentially the same thing. Yeah. It's not a true show cause as it had been you know, in, in years past. Now, Jordan Ferris, I don't know what he's doing. Because he was coaching an AAU program at last check. I don't know. He's blocked me on Twitter, so I can't check. <laughs> Kenny Johnson has too, by the way. Would you like me to go look at their Twitter accounts? Maybe. Only they blocked me. It's okay. I know he married a former ladybird, so props to Jordan Fair there. Well, it can't all be that bad then. He's doing okay. I'm sure he's, he's doing fine. I know he was coaching at a junior college at one point. I think he was doing AAU stuff recently. But if he wanted to coach at the Division One level, it would be a little bit harder to get a job now. But Kenny Johnson, like, 
he's fine. And, and he got hired by Sean Miller, didn't he? Archie. Archie. Okay, my bad. And Archie actually put out a statement today, like, like totally having Kenny Johnson's back. He. Um, what if Sean did hire another the next guy in the path of the IRP? <laughs> it, it would be kind of fun. I mean, I mean, that would just be hilarious. <laughs> or if like, I, I mean, even, brought him back. Even Archie hiring him in general is just still kind of the linkage to his brother is still funny, but. It'd have been better. <laughs> yeah, the statement from Archie Miller is this: Kenny Johnson is one of the best coaches in college basketball, and we are glad he will finally be able to move forward, focusing on that job. He brings significant value to our program, both as a coach and as a mentor for young men in our program. So, like everybody has cute statement. Seems to have everybody. Everybody has everybody's back now. The Patino stuff. He has a press conference at twelve thirty, which my God, I love the move. He finds out that U of is having its press conference at noon, and Rick's like, oh, "We're not sharing the spotlight here. We're moving ours to twelve Oh yeah, surprised he can go to eleven forty-five. It starts. <laughs> I streamed it, and like it starts with him and his attorney, and he's sitting there, and he's got this bleep-eating grin on his face, and you know that this man is ready to celebrate. He's ready to dance on the gra- graves of David Grissom uh, and uh, Postal, Greg Postal, and everybody who wronged him. Like he, th- this is. This is the best day Rick Pitino's had in a long time, and deservedly so. He is completely exonerated. They use that word. They say totally exonerated, both he and Chris Mack. That's not us just saying, well, they couldn't prove anything. They say they had no idea what was going on. They acted within, they acted correctly. They worked with us. They gave us everything that we could possibly ask for, and there's no indication that any of the allegations levied against them are true. In fact, they're like they're so vague. The allegations that the NCAA has put up that we couldn't possibly go with punishment because we'd be afraid of violating some due process laws. They're like if we if we tried to act and punish Rick Pitino based on these NCAA vague accusations, we'd probably get sued and we would lose. So there's nothing we can do about this. And Pitino comes out and says, "You know, I told you, I've been saying this for a long time. It doesn't matter now." He says. This was the better hearing. I went through two of these. Clearly, this one was done more professionally. Clearly, they did their due diligence this time, and they didn't do it the first time. If we'd had the IRP, but you know, loves the IRP. He might have an IRP T-shirt at the end of this day. I think I see a left shoulder tattoo coming. He loves it. So he's like, if we had the IRP, guess what? 2015 uh, investigation goes very differently. We still have the 2013 national title banner. We're fine. But we didn't. We got screwed, and I feel bad for my players. He also goes on to say he feels really bad for Tom Jurich. He's like, Jurich, my understanding, and I've never gotten the full story. Like I knew both those guys fairly well when they were, were here. I certainly know um, people that are close to them still fairly well. I've never gotten the complete accurate story about what transpired in the days between when this broke and when Patino and Jurich were both fired by UofL. I mean, the story originally came out. Jurich was asked to fire Patino. He wouldn't do it. That's why he got fired. Jurch has denied that story. Um, he said he never got asked. He said he, you know, he, he wouldn't have done it. But you know, he's like, that's not why I was let go. Patino, so came he's out. not denying if, if it had happened, he would that would have been true. He never said definitively it. one way or the other. Yeah, but he somebody saying if they had done it, he would have. It would have been true, but it wasn't true because it didn't happen. Type of thing. But no, that's not what he, he he has not said one way or the other. He's not said like if they had asked me, I wouldn't have done it, or if, if they had oh, asked I me, I would have done did. it. No, he, he's he's never said that one way or the other. Patino, though, today comes out and says definitively, like, I know. He's like, two different people told me that they went to Tom Jurich and they told him multiple times, you have to fire Rick or you're gone. And Jurich essentially said, it wouldn't sit right with me. I wouldn't be able to sleep. So he didn't do it. Patino gets fired. Jurich gets fired. We know the rest. In hindsight now, kind of looks like he didn't have to do it. Like, like, 
I know it's. I wondered that. I know I wasn't the first, but I thought that too as I, well. Trust me, you're far from the first, and you do kind of wonder. Hey, if we hadn't had an illegally appointed board of trustees, would this have all gone very differently? Because there's nothing. I mean, you can say scandal fatigue. You can say that it was just because, and that's an, an obvious thing to say. If we had not had the thing in 2015 with Powell. If you want to pile I, the Porcini thing, I should not. I, I think shouldn't come into play I never here. Acknowledge it. I mean, it if you're upset about coaches having you know sexual relations, guess what? Ninety-five percent of your athletic programs would have the same scandal. I'm sorry. If you want to just look at it and say though, Katina Powell, he had no tolerance for anything. Okay, I get it, but it sure as hell looks like this was not a fireable offense. That nothing took place that should have warranted Rick being gone here, and. It sucks that we had to fire him because we were set up to have a very good season in 2017-18. He had it back to rolling. It was like he had just barely skipped a beat with the self-imposed postseason ban in 2016 and was back rocking and rolling. If we kept him, if we kept George, you kind of do wonder where U of Athletics would be. Now, the NCAA did say that it took Louisville acting swiftly as a mitigating factor this time. The IRP did, I should say took it as a mitigating factor. So maybe if we don't fire them, the punishment's a little bit different. I don't think that that would be the case. Would especially Petrino since... had tapped out on the football team if George was here? Maybe. He was kind of already tapping out in 2017 a little I bit. I was tapping out when we hired him, kind of. Yeah, he was, he was. He, Petrino loves to start strong. He doesn't yeah. love to finish strong. <laughs> I don't know if that would have been all that different. It would have been a little bit different, but probably not all that different. But it does kind of make you wonder at this point, like, yeah. Did it have to happen? I mean, there's a lot of what ifs throughout. For the, sure. I mean, throughout, I mean, I, I mean, I mentioned that. I mean, if Gino had tapped out, I mean, I know not not to get too much into the football weeds, but Jert Braun probably would never have been a consideration if Jerk was still here. No, that wouldn't even have been a thought, and we would have maybe still had Satterfield. Who knows? But in the basketball world, yeah, I mean, Pageant would still be our assistant, being groomed to be to be taking over as head coach with full experience. Ah, oh, that'd be I mean, would have been great. I did love somebody. We brought, would ha- we'd have another banner up there next to the 13. We'd have the 2020, uh, 2019 banner up there. Yeah. 27, maybe 18. I did love, you know, they were playing the game two days ago, yesterday, I should say, when we found out the IRP ruling was coming out today. You know, think of all the things that have changed in your life over the last five years. And, you know, we did that. You and I did it. And Inter Patrick was talking about how he was like a baby, basically, when the IRP stuff first came out <laughs> or when this NCA stuff first came out. And I like that, you know, like Jody Demling put it out there and was like, Fun game. Like, let's talk about all the different things in your life over the last five years, from September 2017 till now. And David Padgett just retweeted it and just said, a lot. (laughs) (laughs) 140 characters is when it's just not enough, my friend. You still get 140 characters on Twitter? Uh, They moved to like 165, I think, or something. I think it, I don't know how many it is now. They moved, I thought they moved it up, didn't they? I think you're right. Since the first move up, I can't. I, I can't. I don't think. I don't think. I can't remember a time now. I did get to where it, it. It told me I had to start cutting letters out. All right, let's take a break because Dugan's at the station. He wants you to call, and we're going to try to figure out the streaming problem. Hopefully, we can be full speed ahead, full bore for the next, last two hours of the show. We'll take a break now. Try to get the streaming fixed. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X.
Welcome back in. Second hour here of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Any update here? Update. When I was a kid, I used to sing this song when I was in the bathroom learning to use the toilet, and I'd say goodbye to poo. Brilliant. <laughs> so my, my grandma would laugh because I'd be sitting in the toilet going, goodbye to poo. Goodbye to poo. I like it. Okay. I like it. Uh, on the other hand, on the uh, on streaming, the, streaming. Can you hear us? Can you hear us? Uh, right, Dugan's kind of there right now. Based on the text line, the recent text we're getting, I would say no. Fortunately, it looks like it's okay on our end, which means I've got some issues with uh, the streaming site. Awesome. Is it just us that like this never works for? I feel like KRC never has any problems. I feel like Denison and Spears are always good. I don't know why, why it's us. I don't know what's going on. Is this some sort of conspiracy against us? Do they hate us? I don't know what's going on. Maybe me. Yeah, I guess. Uh, for all the people asking if there's going to at least be a podcast that works, yes. Uh, we will have the podcast out. It's going to be the first hour of me being frustrated. But if you can get to a radio, if you are near a radio, well, that's the only way you're listening to me, so I shouldn't have to say that. But we are on 1450 AM, 961 FM. Stream for some reason. Not working. TK, behind the scenes trying to get it fixed. But we're still celebrating, damn it. It's still a big-time day for the show, for you love athletics at large, because guess what? The IRP is ruled. The NCA saga is over. Our long regional nightmare has come to an end, and it ended with a thud, which is a great news for us. Not a gigantic hammer, not a jolt of lightning. A thud. Nothing from the NCA. Nothing from the IRP. Louisville basketball, for the first time in what feels like seven years, it's kind of in the clear. And technically, are we on probation for a couple of years? Yeah. Technically, do we have some minor recruiting stuff to deal with for this season? Yeah. But really, none of that is going to have any sort of serious impact on the basketball program's ability to be successful moving forward. And that's the best case scenario. It always has been. The timeline wasn't the best case scenario. But the ending is all we could have asked for. And that's why today is a joyous, joyous occasion. Now, having said that, we really need to beat Chaminade tonight. Let's make sure that we take care of business in Exhibition 2. That's the only thing that could possibly kind of jolt us back to reality today is if we go winless in our two Exhibition games and the second of those losses comes just mere hours after we get the best possible news from the IARP. Let's beat the Silver Swords. They lost by 55 to Ohio State earlier this week. We don't have to beat them by 55. Let's just make sure we beat them. And maybe, I mean... Who's to say that this team doesn't come out with some renewed enthusiasm tonight? Who's to say? We know that they're aware of what's going on. They've said so. Even if they aren't paying close attention to it, even if they're not following the updates on Twitter every single day, it's impossible to be a Louisville basketball player right now and not at least hear some form of this. Not at least hear the whispers, not have somebody on your team saying, I saw this or I read this or I heard this. They are very much aware and have been that this is a program still under the cloud of an NCAA investigation. They're not anymore. And maybe they come out tonight, and a combination of that, as well as being humbled on Sunday by Lenore Ryan, allows them to play the way that we were hoping they would play from the jump on Sunday. I think also, like, the crowd tonight. I'm not expecting a sellout or anything. It's an exhibition game. But the, the people who are there, I expect them to have a little bit of, of extra pep in their step a little bit of extra oomph in their voices. I think it should be a cool atmosphere, so long as the team plays well. Beat the Silver Swords. 
a couple other notes to get to on uh, as far as the NCAA is, is concerned and the IFP ruling is concerned. I think when you look at all the different, because I, I, I did, I, I read Pat Forey's column. I didn't read Dan O'Neill's, but I, the gist of it is she's essentially saying the same thing Pat is, which is, you know, why even have the IRP? This has been a doomed failure. They're just going to let everybody go. They're not punishing anybody. What are we doing here? You can be mad about that if you want to, but that's not really looking at the ins and the outs of the case. I, I feel like that story had already been written last night. It was just ready to, to hit publish on today. Because if you actually look at what the IRP said, they shoot down almost all of the NCA's arguments. And the only effective arguments that the NCA may have had, the IRP basically says it, it's too vague. You don't have enough evidence. You don't have nearly enough evidence to back up any of the claims that you're making. The Brian Bowen dad, Brian Bowen Sr., saying in court that Kenny Johnson gave him $1,300, there's nothing to back that up. They seized Kenny Johnson's bank records. The bank records don't align with that $1,300 payment on that day. There's nobody else related to Bowen, nobody else on UofL staff who says that this happened. Kenny Johnson denies it. And it comes down to taking the word of Brian Bowen Sr., who, by the way, got caught lying multiple times while he was on the stand. And the IRP said, look, maybe his word alone is good enough for the NCAA. It's not good enough for us. They looked at the inconsistencies with his testimony during that federal trial as insufficient evidence to support that a violation took place. They're saying if it's a he said, he said deal, and there's no evidence to back up the person making the claim, and also the person making the claim has been found to be unreliable, can't go on that. What a novel concept to demand some sort of proof outside of just a wild claim. How can you be mad at the IRP for that? The IRP also looked at the the Rick Pitino argument as ridiculous, which I think we all can agree was ridiculous. They also looked at the the Chris Mack stuff and said this man was extorted. Dino Gaudio, not overly reliable in this situation. He was pled guilty to extortion. He was angry. He was throwing anything against the wall that, that could stick. Yeah, maybe Louisville used a couple of grad assistants during practice. Guess what? That's a rule that's allowed now. So the 10 practices that they, they used grad assistants for were taking 10 practices away. That seems like a fair punishment for a rule that no longer exists. The recruiting videos that they use, guess what? You can't do the recruiting videos for a year. That's also a rule that no longer exists. Level two, get out of my face. That's what the IRP said. The big, the crux of this whole thing, though, is the argument that the that Adidas, those employees, what was their motivation? Did they really want to help U of L? Do they really want to help Kansas? Or do they really want to help themselves? And the IRP says they wanted to help themselves. I don't think that that's a terrible argument either. They used, the NCA did, used evidence and testimony from the federal criminal case that argued Adidas defrauded UofL and the other schools involved and found those, those defrauders guilty. And the NCA used that same evidence to say that they were acting on these schools that they defrauded his behalf. It never made sense. It doesn't make sense. And the IRP used some damn common sense to figure it out. If you want to look at the Katina Powell stuff, you can look at the Katina Powell stuff. If you're just looking at the FBI stuff, it was a shady-ass investigation to begin with. Watch the scheme. Watch the Christian Dawson story. Watch the fact that he says Louisville was never supposed to be involved in all this. Louisville was not a, 
a player in this. And then at the last second, they got Jordan Fair in a hotel room in Las Vegas where he didn't agree to do anything. They just talked about doing something. And then they decided, we want to get Rick Pitino. He's a big fish. He'll make this a splashy story. We'll do all we can to get Rick Pitino. They hooked on to Brian Bowen. And Pitino's explanation for taking Brian Bowen made perfect sense today. He said he had nowhere else to go. Michigan State had a player return they didn't think was going to return. Arizona had no scholarship available, no scholarships available. We had two. We're the only schools actively recruiting the kid at the time. He wanted to come here. We took him. Made sense to me. Does it seem weird on the surface? Of course it does. Five-star recruits don't fall into your lap. But in this case, Patino said, the story you've told me makes sense. The exoneration of Patino and Chris Mack, I'm not saying like I'm, it doesn't affect Louisville, but tangentially it kind of does. It makes us look better, I think. It certainly makes them look better. And I think at the end of the day, it was the right thing to do. The allegations against Mack were bogus. The fact that they tried to tie it into the original case I thought was silly. And the Patino stuff, if they weren't going to find any piece of evidence saying that he had knowledge of what was going on or was signing off on what was going on, what can you really accuse him of? And I had no idea until today that the NCAA's argument was basically, he's too strict. Made no sense. Still makes no sense. And it makes perfect sense that he's skating now. Now, Vince Tyree, I mentioned he deserves credit certainly for going the IRP route. If he hadn't, who's to say that we hadn't, you know, we might be serving a multi-year postseason ban right now. Vince put out a statement himself today. He said, we provided a plan to the NCAA for immediate and strong change within our athletic department, a voice of reason on the allegations and the need for change on how the NCAA manages penalties globally. All due respect to the Rice Commission, greater prospective penalties was not the answer. I would like to think our approach was good for all of college athletics and not just Louisville. The time lag for the decision was not ideal, and it was very damaging to the program, but Kenny Payne and our athletic leadership will take it from here and put Louisville back in its place as an elite program. They now have a definitive answers in hand. That's a valuable asset. I love the last line. It, it's spot on. <clears throat> and Vince's point about the, 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 commission on, the commission on college basketball, which was headed by Condoleezza Rice, they came out, if you remember, and said, stronger punishments, only way to go. Five-year postseason bans for wrongdoers, 20-year show causes for coaches who do the wrong thing, hammer these programs into oblivion. And I, I think time has passed, and everybody was kind of like, you know, maybe you should have had somebody who has something to do with college basketball on this commission because that seems very ridiculous. Imagine if Louisville was getting a five-year postseason ban right now with kids on the team who were in 7th, 8th grade when this whole thing started with a coach who was at Kentucky when this whole thing kind of got started. It would seem ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense if you absolutely hammer these, these institutions with financial penalties. Good with that. Scholarship reductions, okay. Recruiting restrictions, sure. Postseason bans, no. Don't affect the players themselves. It seems outrageous, and I'm glad that common sense has finally prevailed. And even though I think that what, in this particular instance, what Kansas did, what LSU did, what Arizona did, far outweighed, and clearly far outweighed what Louisville did, I don't want to see them banned from the postseason. Give them penalties, punish the coaches, punish the people who were actively involved in this, 
kids at Kansas don't deserve to be punished for something that took place in 2017. For Kansas trying to go get Zion Williamson. Is it safe to say we've seen the end of postseason bans in college basketball? Well, I mean, they've already – there's legislation in, – in, legislation is the wrong word, but they're trying to pass a rule. It's going to pass officially that, that bans postseason bans moving forward. I mean, so here's – here's and, and I'm not – not that I have a problem with that. It's that the like you kind of said everything else that you can get, you know, your your occasional scholarships and recruitings and fines, that doesn't really strike fear in anyone who's gonna afraid to get caught cheating. To a degree, I mean, unless you like to take away all, like you only get one scholarship player per t- for the season, I mean, and they're not gonna go to that extreme. If you take away that, then what's to stop anyone from cheating? Well, the the, the other point, the broader point, is that. All the stuff that we're talking about now pretty much isn't cheating anymore. So, well, yeah, but th- at some point there is cheating. I mean, there, there's always going to be a line, and it's every and there's always going to be someone looking to go across it. I mean, whether it be handing out nil money is basically scholarship, which is technically against the rules, or what, whatever. I mean, th- no matter how far you move that line, there's always going to be a way to jump over it. I, I think. I mean, what I just said. I, I think financial penalties and the coaches themselves being held accountable is. A significant penalty. Like if you're, let's, because I, I still think at the end of the day, Sean Miller's going to get something. Will Wade's going to get something significant. Bill Self won't get as much as we thought he was because of this new, basically because of the way the Louisville case has been handled. But he still will get something because he was involved in this. When as the IRP found that Patino had no knowledge of what was going on, you're still going to have coaches that have to play by the rules because they're worried about their own asses, right? If you're Kenny Payne right now, and you're you're still not saying it's a free for all, you're still not going willy nilly, you're still not okay with skirting the rules because maybe it call, if if it falls down on anybody, it's going to fall down in your head. Like that's still very much at play. Just because there's no postseason ban doesn't mean it's not going to affect you personally. There's still an incentive for coaches to play within the rules because of their own personal interests, and, and so I don't think that that's going to change things anything dramatically moving forward. Will it affect maybe kids being willing to to go outside the rules? Maybe, but that's already been happening. Like, I don't think this changes anything. I think it's the right thing to do. I think also eliminating the vacation of penalties, which is something that's going to happen soon as well, is clearly the right move. And that's I, 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 long before Louisville's NCAA tournament banner was ever in jeopardy. I've always thought this. I said it back in the day when I thought it was ridiculous that John Calipari, the Final Four, was vacated. I thought the the Michigan Final Four acting like they didn't happen was the dumbest thing in the world. We watched these games. There's evidence of them out there. They're still in the record books. It, it's so silly to try and pretend like we can yeah. men in black flash people's minds and, now you, and take you the memories away. You can make the schools away. pay back the money they would they earned. That's fine. Them. That that's but don't that, take the records. Yeah, but away. to vacate it, yeah, that's always been dumb. Yeah. It's still and eventually we're going to get to a point because all these UK fans out there who are like, you want the banner back up, banner back up is for a different case. We're well aware that there are two different scandals here. We, like, th- there's not one Louisville fan out there who's like, what? <laughs> I thought this was all about the Powell thing. I, I had no huh? idea what was going on here. No, we're very aware that the banner came down for the Powell stuff. But at the end of the day, that whole rule is going to be changed. They're going to get a. They're going to move away from vacation of records, and also it's not even a universally enforced rule. As many Louisville fans have pointed out, Western Kentucky has vacated Final Four banners hanging up in Diddle Arena. Other schools no. have have references to their Final Fours. They're not, we're just the only school that's had a national title taken down. Eventually, it's going to go back up because it was a bleepy ruling. You know, I'm not saying that we deserved nothing. We deserved a skate, but taking a an earned accomplishment away 
for violations that gave us no on-court advantage is a silly thing to do. None of the players on that roster were ineligible because they gained some sort of performance-enhancing you know, benefit. They were involved in stripper parties where they got like singles from their shady, slimy assistant coach to throw at girls. That was the benefit that they gained. That was the advantage that they had that the normal student at UofL didn't have. Look at, read the book. I did. I'm embarrassed. I had to read it. There's not one recruit in that book who ended up coming to Louisville. The reason we got in trouble was not, that's the, the common misconception in all this has always been Louisville had success during that period of time because Patino was having coaches pay strippers and hookers to sleep with recruits, and that's why they got great recruits. We weren't recruiting that great. And none of the players involved in the book who wound up playing at UofL were recruits during these any of these parties. The only one who came to a quote-unquote party before they were like an active player was Terry Rozier, who was already signed. He, he was signed at Louisville. Montrose Harrell signed at Louisville without ever, without ever visiting the campus. These were active players who were already UofL Cardinals who were taking place. In the, and if you're saying, you know, maybe the seeing a naked girl or getting a little tug, whatever gross thing that happened with these kids, made them play better basketball. I guess you can make that argument if you want to. You can make them lighter. Man, I, mean, I, I guess that's the only argument. A little more clear-headed for the pass. Louisville deserved punishments. Having the banner come down and having those records vacated was a, a very dumb punishment because of the, the competitive advantage that was gained in all this. It was silly. Eventually, it's going to be turned over. I've got, I have no doubt whatsoever. And UK fans are going to cry about that. Fine. Cope with it. It's going to be okay. It doesn't affect you. We won the title. Everybody knows we won the title. Eventually, the banner is going to be back up. And I hope we make it as obnoxious as possible. I'll stay true on that, too. I hope the banner, when it goes back up, is 10 times bigger than all the other banners at the KFC Yum Center. I hope they turn the entire court into a banner. I hope they wear banner uniforms. Just make it a whole banner thing. Uh, Josh Hurd did, during his press conference today, get asked straight up about the championship banner. And... He danced around it a little bit. He, he made reference to it. He couldn't come out and say strongly, yeah, it's going back up tonight. Like, if, if you wanted that to happen, uh, he wasn't going to be able to make that occur. But he did say, this today is something checked off the to-do list. There are other things on the to-do list. I'm not going to make any promises, but if there's an opportunity for us to do something along those lines, i.e. get the banner back, we're going to do it. And I liked hearing that because we should have fought for it harder at the beginning. We should have done the North Carolina thing done the everybody else thing. Do we go to the IRP now for the banner? Do, do we do we wait? Well, the IRP is dead after this. So, so do we go to it's like, it's like the message from uh from 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 Inspector Gadget it explodes after we get it five minutes after we read it. Pretty much. Um the do, so do we go to court over this like like Luke did? That would be the only way cuz if you want to or I think eventually what's going to happen is either the NCA is going to dissolve or it's going to become like a different entity that's it's recognizable by name only. The punishment's going to go away. I think eventually all the vacated records that they have that are still out there are going to be reinstated. It's not just going to be Louisville. Calipari will get his Final Fours back. Michigan will get their Final Fours back. You know, anybody else has had you know, Bayheim will get his records back. I think that's all going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it should be, I still say, within the next 10 years. But if you wanted to. Memphis gets their stuff. Yeah. If you wanted to, you could take this to court. Because a lot of people have pointed out the the similarities between our case and what took place at Penn State, which, let's be real, what took place at Penn State was far more heinous than, than anything that took place here between consensual adults at UofL. But Penn State, having all their bowl records stripped, having all those losses taken away, having that just made a huge punishment for the NCAA, they had, I think it was the, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, 
the governor, it was a, it was a political figure who took this to court, who like, like was like, I'm taking this to court, this is ridiculous, and they won. Because basically they were like, you, there's no rule in the NCA bylaws. Yeah, this is a heinous act, it's disgusting, but there's nothing that says this punishment should have been taken away because something disgusting happened within the program. People needed to be dealt with, clearly. But this wasn't the way to go about it. So Penn State got all of its records back by going through legal courts. That's probably the only way we could get the banner back outside of the NCA just saying, like, our bad, put it back up. Everybody put their stuff back up. We were dumb. That was silly. Let's pretend like it didn't happen, which is what I think is eventually going to happen. That or the NCA disappears entirely, and everybody's welcome. UK can put their national football championship banner up if they want to. They can claim that whatever title from 1950-whatever. I uh, think it was 50, wasn't it? I think, I think you're right. The, 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 well, they made the fake trophy. They bring yeah. that fake trophy back. Huh. Anybody can do whatever they can want. Can we claim a national title now? Sure. Why not? Like I said, we were the pickle national champions in 20, 2006. I think we should claim 91. Beat Bama. I think like five other schools do at least. Why not? <laughs> How's the update on the stream? Do I sound like it's doing well? No, you don't. <laughs> I was hoping like, it was like, going to be progress or something, but there's not, apparently. We want to make progress one thing at a time today, and that's the IRP first. Texas, do we watch? Do we catch the card stalker and his ladder holder Roush sabotaging your show yet? Can we rule out Roush and, and Walker doing something to make our show not? Scrubble? I mean, it would be Scoots. Like he tried to do it yesterday subtly, but he's a KRC spy. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine Scoots on the ladder though. <laughs> I can. <laughs> Texas gentlemen, you need to start the show all over again. The stream is down, and all eyes are staring at the KRC guys for the sabotaging. I, I'm kind of starting to wonder, again, because we are the only show that seems to have consistent technical difficulties to this degree. Who's doing this? I, it's got to be somebody in-house. That Spears didn't have a problem. Spears didn't have Denison a problem. Denison was good. Denison good. KRC was out of Always hitch. good. It's only us, and it's always during our most important shows. Like These are the shows where you build a bigger audience. And these are the shows that we seem to always have issues with. So. I mean, possibly there is some little green, green little green monster in the morning time taking over. I'm saying little, little gremlin. There clearly is. There's something happening. And that wasn't a joke on Scoots. I promise. <laughs> Texas, how dumb does Oklahoma State feel? I do feel bad for Oklahoma State. Got reams. <laughs> they did. They got. They got completely screwed. Oh, this. Is, oh, I thought he was just referring in general. Well, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, probably. <laughs> I mean, they just meant in general how dumb is Oklahoma State feel. Probably pretty stupid. It's Oklahoma State. I think you didn't need any sort of explainer. <laughs> Nothing specific. It was just like, yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, the, the the Oklahoma State case was was absurd. The the fact that they, I mean, yeah, should they have gone through the IRP? Of course. Um, they they had an effective appeal. The NCA still denied it. Oklahoma State did what we did the first time. They self reported. It was a secondary violation. They paid the money back to the kid that got money, and they were supposed to have moved on. And the NCAA was like, no, 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 we're banning you from the postseason. And then upheld it. It was, it was absolutely outraged. If, they're, if Oklahoma State fans want to be mad that we got this lack of punishment, I totally understand because they got screwed. But guess what? We did the same thing the first time. We worked hand-in-hand Suckers. with the NCAA. Again, nobody talks, everybody walks. That's the lesson here. Never work with the NCAA. Fight to the nail. By the way, we, we've gone an hour and a half without getting a shout-out to our guy, Neil Katile. Props to you. Worth every GD penny. <laughs> Hire Neil Katile for everything we he have to they, they, they were just like... Flexing. He just sat back and goes... <clears throat> you want to go to court? So I just cleared his throat once. And IRP was like, yeah, you know, um, 
These level two is a little harsh, don't you think? Look, everybody needs that big friend if they're going out to the bars. Just kind of stand behind you and let you know, yeah, maybe my buddy's a little bit too drunk, but you don't want to make that first move. You don't want to throw that first punch because I'm right here and I'm ready to go. Everybody needs that friend. We hired that friend for like $1.2 billion, and guess what? He was worth every damn penny. What was the uh, – it was Evan Supri that played the big guy on uh, Boy Meets World. His dad was Vader. Yeah. It was, was, that was that was our guy. Yeah, he was our. Oh, was that was it? Freddie the Enforcer. Well, I don't remember. I just know his, his real name is Ethan Sapri. That's all I know. He was in Butterfly Effect. Yeah, he's my favorite. Is he's in Mallrats? He's the one that can't see the uh, hidden 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 picture. In the 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 sailboat. No, no, no. Things. Frankie just, the Enforcer. Remember those things you just stare at? You see a picture out of it. You stared at it long enough. And hard enough. Do you remember those things that were of popular? Of course, yeah. First of all, I never once. I'm like with this guy. I never once saw a picture in one. I was never good. And like the whole movie, the whole running joke in the movie is he's trying to see the sailboat and he can't see it. And these kids come up and he's like, he's like hey, it's a schooner. He's like, you dumb little bastard. It's a sailboat. And the guy's like, schooner is a sailboat. There's no Easter money. <laughs> Texas, Mr. UofL lawyer man, Neil Cattile, good sir. You were just appointed for next year's Kentucky Derby's Rider Up announcer, <laughs> mayor for Derby Week, a home of your choice in town, and unlimited supply of bourbon for life. My favorite thing about Neil Cattile is every day, or today, all day, whenever anybody has tweeted about him, he's like liking the tweets. He's just, he's not responding to him. He's just like, I see you. We're going to give our uh, basketball you. MVP of the year to the Neil Cattile Award. It's the Neil Cattile Player of the Year. Yeah. For your service. <laughs> Give him his own banner. Put it up at the Yum Center. We're good. We, we you know, Put all the banners up there. Uh, all right, we'll take a break. When we come back. We we'll can th- make the Raptors him. We'll call it the Neil Katow Raptors. How does it pronounce the last name? Katow. Katow. The Neil Katow Raptors. I'm good with that. That's what, because if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have Raptors. Chuck Smirt can be like the basement that nobody sees. Chuck Smirt is the toilet. Chuck Smirt urinal. Just make sure to flush the Smirt. It's a urinal. <laughs> it's, it's spelled U-R-N-L. Urnal. His face is in the cake. It's, I'm fine with that. I'm still paying that guy. Uh, we'll take a break when we come back. Good Lord, are we? We haven't gotten to the Thornton sex line because people are, are just, it's all just people complaining about the streams. But some people have asked some questions. We'll try to get to the Thornton sex line coming up after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 961 The Big X. All right, welcome back in. Celebratory edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. It's always a good time to be a refreshing rewards member over at Thornton's. There's never been a better time than right now. Because right now, you get a free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, or a steak and egg burrito, and any fountain tea or fizz freeze or 20-ounce uh, bottled soda drink. When you become a new Refreshing Rewards member, simply download the app, search for it in your app bar, and register for Refreshing Rewards to earn your free breakfast on us. Again, free breakfast sandwich, free drink, just by becoming a Refreshing Rewards member. Well, I'm already a member. Do I just cancel my account and I'll become a new one? I, I, want, a, I, want, I want a burrito. It's kind of scheming the system, but you can probably do that. Get a different email address, get a free sandwich, and a drink. 
man, I love me a breakfast burrito. And then while you do that, text us at uh, 502-414-1450 because that is the Thornton's text line. Like I said, 95% of the texts we have right now are people just upset about the fact that the stream's not working. So we'll try to uh, to try to, to work through them. Wait a minute, the stream's not working? Why haven't no one told me this by now? I'm not ready to joke about it yet. <laughs> this, is a, this is a bad day. I'm having a bad day now. So you got you got to focus on the positive. I have been for the last the, hour and a half. I'm trying not to focus on the fact that half of our listeners can't listen to the show. The podcast numbers are going to be outrageous. They, I hope so. If, unless people are so pissed off that our show never works, they're just going to stop listening entirely, which is also a concern. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. Texas, how long have you been waiting to use the David Perdue joke? Oh, yeah. I've, I've been sitting on that one for a long time. David Perdue joke? He's a politician who ran. I don't even remember like what he was accused of doing, but his one of his campaign ads had the picture of himself, and it was like, Totally exonerated. No wrongdoing, which seems like the <laughs> wrong way. Seems like an odd ad to have for yourself during a campaign. But like, so when when that first came out this morning, for? no, I don't even remember. Okay. When I when it first came out, it, I was like, I just put the that that image up of uh, totally exonerated. <laughs> this is a local guy. No, 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 no. Oh, this is a national ad. It just he's got... a G- Georgia. He's a. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, he was a senator back in the day. Oh, okay. Okay, I was like, I don't. I will say, out of all the texts that I got this morning, it's pretty good though. I think yours was my favorite. You're because you sent me just the gift from um, from uh, uh, Time to Kill. Time to Kill. If I'm working, I'm like, he's innocent. He's innocent. He's innocent. <laughs> like I was dying laughing. It was very very good. I sent it to Mary. I was like, that's uh, I was laughing. Just, that's just the first thing that popped in my mind when I read it. I was like, we're good. We're free. Uh, Thornton text line again five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Texter says, I really miss Rick. <laughs> Watching the press conference today did make me miss him a little bit because he was just in his – it was classic Rick in the zone. Calling, I mean, he calls out Grissom and Postal without calling them out directly. He says, like, there's two people that like basically cost me my job. I mean, he he still hates these men. And Papa John. I think he hates him as well. <laughs> but it was just – it was Rick just he tap dancing. He made him go to the football stadium and do oh. the game after a Bellarmine close win. He was soaring. <laughs> he, my, he, he was floating. It did make me miss him a little bit today for sure. I still miss him a lot. I do, I too. Mean, I, I do, just, too. Now, not just, How can you not? And it's not just on the court, which, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I hope that Kenny Payne can, he can somewhat match it, but – like you said, off the court. I mean, just just the the antics and the the honesty to a degree, and just the 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 the, the attitude of just the attitude. It's yeah. just, it's fun. I mean, it's it's a rare breed right now. I mean, it's it's a dying breed in college basketball or in sports in general. That's the other thing about people saying, you know, well, Louisville got basically no punishment for all of this. We fired one of the greatest college basketball coaches in the history of the sport. Yeah, instantly. What had happened? I mean, that 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 report came out. That indictment came out. Still the athletic director, who was one of the more highly, was, yeah, good in there. We, we, the, the indictment comes out. We fire Patino the next day, and then two days after that, we fire the most successful athletic director, with bar none, in the history of our program, and one of the most ex- successful athletic directors in the country. Instantaneously, when this comes out, yeah, no investigating, no nothing. We fired them, and it set back. You, know, you can you can argue about what would have happened had both those guys been able to say. I think that. It's very hard to make an argument that that those two moves did not set back athletics dramatically, and that we're still not reaping the bearing the ramifications of what took place in September of 2017. Don't tell me that's not a punishment in and of itself. It's a huge punishment. We were again, we were set up for top 15 team in 2017-18. Recruiting was going great. We were rolling. It was like the, the Casino Pal thing had been absorbed. It was fine. It was done. It was over with. 
And we were right back to being our 2012, 13, 14, 15 selves. No punishment. It's a huge punishment. Nobody has felt more of the effects from all of this than Louisville. And it bears repeating, again, just this case. If you want to tie in the Katina Powell stuff, if you want to tie in Porcini, if you want to tie in, I don't know, you saw Tom Jurich having two beers one time out at a restaurant and you thought it was inappropriate, whatever scandal you want to tie in, if you're just looking at the FBI stuff. Just two. Just two. <laughs> I've only been there for two minutes, I guess. Who's that Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> it wasn't a Chuck E. Cheese. If you're just looking at the FBI stuff, Louisville's role in this was far more insignificant than the other schools that were players. Outside of NC State. NC State probably was 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 more cut and dry than us because they they were like, yeah, we paid Dennis Smith. Came here, we sucked, take our records away, cool. And that's why NC State was very easy to deal with. But LSU, Will Wade caught on tape talking about playing players. Kansas very clearly was making moves for Zion Williamson and also TJ Gasnola all but let everybody know that he's been getting guys for Bill Self for decades. Arizona also caught on wiretaps. Talking about Aiton, talking about payments for other players, talking about cheating. Louisville, none of that. You had an assistant in a hotel room where there was a discussion about potentially going after Balsa Copravica and no definitives were discussed. You had an allegation that an assistant coach was paying the father of a recruit, actually the father of a current player at that time, with no verification. And that was it. And then you had some wild, baseless allegations that Rick Pitino was doing stuff, which have been since proven inaccurate. Louisville's role in all of this was far less significant than LSU's, Kansas's, Arizona's. I was going to say Miami, but Miami was... Miami did get kind of screwed. They, they got caught up in all this originally, and then they were like, oh, yeah, our bad. That was that was wrong. You can't say that, look, well, Louisville, if they got off scot-free, then what are we doing here? Look at the facts. Look at the facts of the case. Look at what the IRP ruled. The amount of people in my mentions today that very clearly didn't read anything that's, that's transpired today is baffling. I'll say it's, it's actually not baffling at all. You, you expect it at this point. The IRP looked at every single thing that the NCAA alleged and almost every single time said, look at the actual facts here. There's nothing to back this up. Or it's just one person making an accusation that is not accompanied by any facts or anybody corroborating their story. How can we possibly destroy Louisville for that? And also, they they were asked during the press conference today, did the five-year waiting period and all that Louisville had to endure, did that come into effect at all? And they said, we're aware of it. We certainly looked at it. It didn't affect our ruling." Because the ruling was all based on the, the the facts, and the facts don't hold up here. I think is it safe to say maybe that we can, we should not be mad at the IRP, IARP. I, I, I gotta say that's it's so hard slow. to say. I know I say it too fast. I know I, I keep wanting to say AARP, but the I, I you, the, the new one the, is it fair to say maybe that the length it took for them to punish us wasn't an indictment on their slow abilities, but the fact that they had to go through all the bleep that the NCAA gave them. And correct all of it and just redo the entire case? Kind of. I mean, they the, the NCAA very clearly just like threw stuff against the wall. And also, it's important to remember, the NCAA had this case for three years before the IRP took over. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't go to the IRP until two years ago. So, while I still think they moved at a glacial pace, considering you know, their only jobs were to handle these six cases that they were given. And now, by the way, they're saying, if you thought our timeline was bad, guess what? They said with Kansas, Arizona, and LSU, they should be done at some point during spring, summer of 2023. 
So, can, good luck with all that. I don't, I, I, I don't know why it's taking this long, but it is. But they very yeah, maybe the NCAA did, they did hamper have a it. Phone? I mean, did it just send everything pigeon pigeon mail to, to, to get responses? I, I don't get why it's taking this long, but <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm just glad. I'm glad. It, I'm just glad it's over. That's it's all I can say. Morse code over there in some room to somebody. <laughs> I'm just very glad it's over. Uh, Texture says, "Try." I'm sitting in my car in my garage so I can listen to the start of the show. Stream isn't working. I hope it's not your guys' fault, but it's still a great day. Thank you. Please open the garage door. I don't want that to be. I don't, I, don't need, I, don't, I don't need someone getting uh, carbon dioxide poisoning on my account. Another person says, <laughs> I've listened to 25 straight minutes of dead air. Who else is with me? Apparently, several people, which props to you guys. I, I love you guys. Uh, Texas says, any DJ Wagner news? Committee tomorrow. No. <laughs> you didn't hear that? Oh, you go check the message board. We did have AJ Johnson news, which was pertinent. Uh, he's, he's changing schools, leaving Donda Academy, Kanye West School, to go play at the Southern California Academy with like he leaving fellow again. Louisville recruit Isaiah Miranda. It's big news. Now, was leaving his choice because did they have we, have we ever established that the school's still around or not? Well, I don't know. I mean, because it closed and opened and closed all within a day. It very. I mean, they're, they're getting banned <laughs> from all the tournaments they were supposed to play in, so it very clearly was going to affect their basketball season anyway, which I don't think I'm shattering any misconceptions here is the main reason why A.J. Johnson was going to Donda Academy. I don't think he was there for the music education. Well, you don't know that. They could have a really good science program. Shouldn't be assuming. <laughs> but he is now going to play with Isaiah Miranda, uh, yeah. who is Louisville's in pretty good shape with. Yeah, school Kanye West is in charge of as a science program. <laughs> you don't want to know what they're teaching. They do. <laughs> Texas, I'm no longer shocked by the dead air on the show. You and me both. Texas, I love the show, but it doesn't stream very well. It's more like a damn than a stream. It's <laughs> clever. Like wacky wordplay. I like that. Texas, did Trevor get too high? Yeah, but that's nothing to do with the stream. Yeah. Texas, other local radio shows are all working on tune-in, so it's not a tune-in issue. You don't know that. They, maybe they have a thing against us. Texas, is the real IRP punishment that they're banning Mike from local talk radio? It kind of <laughs> feels like it. It does feel very pointed. Well, your punishment was getting to be on with me. Well, this is all part of it, I think. <laughs> um, oh, the, the guy who's so angry with the 317 area code is very angry again today. Is that, that, now, that's not... That's voicing. the guy... That's the guy. Who, no, that's the guy who, like you texted back to the other day because he's so mad. He calls us idiots every day because we can't get on the air. Oh, okay. No, I'll text it back. I'll text it back to Banger Boise, and I had to text that guy. That I know. Day, this yeah. guy's, but he's super mad today. What did I say to him that made him so mad last time, I think? You gave him like a full on. Oh, yeah. No, I. You gave him a lengthy response. No, yeah, it was the one where he was, he made the, the liberal joke reference. Yeah, that's right. And I was like, I was like, that's not fair. I was like, I think the word you're looking for was hippies. He did use, <laughs> in his latest text, he did use the word psych, which I haven't heard in far too long. I kind of, now I don't want to be mad at him too much. It's really nice sitting here being able, at work, being able to listen to your show. Psych, I can't hear, and he says the S word. I, I do like the psych. His last text. Be, I, I figured that would be the kind of guy that would say, I'm just joshing you. <laughs> his two previous texts were, I'm not going to get mad, bleep, bleep, radio show, bleep you, bleep Trevor, bleep, 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 morons, bleep. <laughs> but he actually spelled out bleep. You mean B-L-E-E-P? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, I'm the one who gets thrown on the bus over here all the time. Well, you did the other day say that your main job was keeping the radio station on air. So. I said I was good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Texture said, yeah. I mean, how many times do I, how many times did you tell the wife your job is the pleasure? It doesn't mean you do it. 
Speak for yourself. <laughs> How bad does Pat Forty look today eating crow big time? That crow doesn't taste that bad sometimes. A little salt, pepper, and some barbecue sauce on it. He's not looking great. I, and I said this yesterday. I like Pat. I think he's a good guy. I, I thought his whole, if anybody's going to get the death penalty, it should be Louisville in 2017, was very clickbaity. I, I thought it was just a yeah, shameless it, ploy to get clicks. It was, but I mean, first of all, A, what isn't clickbaity? And B, I mean, it was a Louisville team that get caught cheating on probation. I mean, that's by definition the kind of the only reason to get the death penalty in, in NCAA by that point. And that's, that's kind of how he worked his way. Because like, like I said, it got framed, especially on like social media when they do the teaser tweets, as like Louisville's going to get the the, the death yeah. penalty or Louisville should get the death penalty. And if you actually read it, he was just he was kind of saying like, which I still think is a ridiculous point, but he was saying you know, if anybody's ever going to get the death penalty, it's this Louisville team because the, you know they had this historic scandal and they got caught cheating again while on probation. And then today. He just kind of ignored everything that the IRP said. Well, first of all, that's the first problem you have is that our scandals weren't far from historic. I mean, there are multiple, multiple schools that the, 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 the Powell situation we got caught in had, had been caught doing for decades before us. And not really. I mean, people, strippers have been hired by universities. They have, but we haven't got caught. They haven't got caught. Well, yeah. I mean, Colorado and Miami and Alabama have all been... Had been With Pay for sex? Well, for, for hiring strippers for recruits, yeah. I don't remember that. I don't remember. Yeah, those they've stories. all been all at one point in the nineties, yeah, and even early two thousands. We'll have to we'll have to look that up during the break because our, our case was painted nationally, whether that's accurate or not, as sort of like a, in, in a league of its own, and it was like this this whole thing where you know this God forbid this is happening, which I, clearly, if you've known any college athlete, like you've you've heard stories along these lines about recruiting. Visit. I mean, hell, I mean, ESPN personalities now openly talk about this. J- was it uh, Jawan Howard? Uh, Jalen Rose was talking about like when he's going on a recruiting visit. He was like, if I wasn't bleeping, I wasn't considering your school. Like that was it's a thing that's happened for a long time. I'm not, I'm not defending it. Yeah, I'm just saying this. Oh, is, I mean, like I said, even, oh, even in the second Miami Thirty for Thirty, they talk, they bring it up. Yeah, I mean, the university facing knows. yeah facing issues with hiring of strippers and, and boosters. Well, I, again, I don't, I don't remember that case specifically. I'm surprised they didn't get destroyed more than they did. They because didn't because they, there wasn't the 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 difference between all those other cases that they happened before social media and the internet mainly. Yeah, my whole point is this though. Like with Forty, I think he got caught saying something. He was going to have to defend his original column today, regardless. And instead of kind of looking at the actual facts and having a more measured take, he did the lazy thing, which was to say well, the IRP is just not doing its job. When in reality, if you look at the actual ruling, the IRP looked at all the allegations that the NCAA laid out and didn't see enough evidence to back them up, which props to them. But Forty did this whole thing of like, yeah, if you're not going to punish Louisville, then what are we, why are we even going on this route? This is a sham. This is a, I'm like, no, like if, if they don't punish schools that had, like if, if they don't say anything about Bill Self being caught in text messages with Gasnola, if they don't do anything with Will Wade openly talking about paying players on tape multiple times about multiple different players, then it's a little bit more of a sham. But the NCAA was already moving away from postseason bans as punishment. The NCAA was was already moving away from vacation of records as, as punishment. And also, again, like Louisville's case, look at the facts. Like, just just read the ruling. What you wrote references nothing about the ruling. He does make a couple of references to the fact that, like, oh, the five-year punishment was the, or the five-year waiting period was the actual punishment and all that stuff. But then he's just like, he sort of implies that, like, the IRP, it wasn't me who jumped the gun by saying maybe they should get the death penalty in 2017. It was the IRP not doing its job, which is kind of a 
I mean, I get it. Like, you know, sports writers get proud. You make a prediction. You want it to be right. You want to stand by it. You don't want to swallow your pride and say, I was a little bit wrong here. But guess what? You're a little bit wrong here. Um, Texas, it happens. Yeah, I know. Texas, I'm just sending this in because I'm sure that one angry guy is giving you hell for the stream not working today. You all have an awesome show and bring us listeners joy for three hours every day. The tech issues suck, but I appreciate all that you do for us just by making the workday better with something to listen to. Thank you. I needed that. I needed that right now. I was, I was, I was five seconds away from walking there and giving me a hug. I needed that. Um, we are, by the way. Do you want the hug? No. I, I'm just now seeing... We are officially, this was the, the rumor earlier in the week that we had a couple people texting and say, uh, Louisville's officially wearing those gray, the Ville Iron yeah, Wing yeah, uniforms yeah, yeah. for Saturday's game. They, they've just now put the tweet out there showing off their, uh, the, I guess this is the uniform combo for Military Appreciation Day on Saturday. So, Well, now it makes, makes me seem like a bleep hole to hate on it. Well, I don't like the uniforms, but. I mean, it sounds like I was. <laughs> I appreciate the military. <laughs> I just don't like the uniforms. Like, they can't make fun of the uniforms. We'll make it Military Day. I'm like, crap. Texas, I've been busy at work, so I'm not up to date here. How long are we on probation? Two years. Two years of probation. Then this, so this year and next year? Yes. The 2022-23 academic year and 2023-24. Texas, Kentucky fans very clearly took down the stream after this morning's good news. I mean, the evidence is stacked. It's stacked against one particular Sorry, show. I got distracted by text. You're fine. It's stacked against one particular show on our station, and it's, it's KRC. No coincidence there, right? They don't want us to shine. They don't want the show to have a million texts and a bunch of streamers. I think it's because of me. They blame you for taking me from them. I, I feel like I, I'm, 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 I'm. I thought you already weren't doing that show anymore when I came along. Yeah, but they, I think they, they, they were like they were okay with it, knowing that I was in like not doing any show. And then when you came along, they were like, "Wait a minute, he, he's too good. He, if he went, if he wasn't going to do no show, that's one thing. But now he's going to do. The, he's going to do. He's going to leave us and do a local show." I feel like I'm to blame. I do have that. Well, I had no say in the matter. So don't be, I, I, don't be I, mad at me, Karis. I have not been known to spawn that jealousy in the ladies before. Well, that's what they say. I mean, you see, you, you have no idea how many fights broke out in the hallways of Westport and Wagner over me. Like, is that your heyday? Individuals, <laughs> <laughs> ladies just pulling hair and ripping shirts and skirts getting yanked and. I mean, oh, that was just the daydreams I had in school. Never mind. <laughs> uh, we have a, uh, I guess, a statement from Chris Mack now. He's put this out on Twitter. He made a couple of tweets uh, putting out a statement about all this. It took him, uh, I was wondering if we were going to hear anything from him. But he said, I appreciate the many texts of support that I've received today. The cloud that my staff and I operated under during our time at UofL was irreparable in recruiting. As far as the trivial allegations levied against me and our program, today was a vindication in many ways. The deeper meaning for me, though, is that had the separation from L not occurred, I never would have had those last few weeks round the clock with my dad. God had a plan all along, and for that, I'm grateful. Christy and I wish everyone at L all the best moving forward. The fans certainly deserve it after the last five years of uncertainty. And then his last his last tweet is the clip of Andy Dufresne driving away in a convertible, the wind blowing in his hair, smiling. Does that, is that, is that Andy Dufresne represent us or him? I think it's him. Okay. I think it's him. Like, because Andy Dufresne walked away with a bunch of money he didn't earn? Easy. <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying. He does, I mean. What was the name of, the, what was the name of that, uh, the, the character he invented? Oh, no, I have no idea. I can't either. I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on that. I it's, it's not, it's certainly not lost on me that in the second line of Chris Mack's reaction to this, he notes that recruiting, he uses the word irreparable. The cloud that my staff and I operated under during our time at UofL was irreparable in recruiting. 
And how, I mean, to be fair, like he did pull in, the class didn't wind up panning out, but he did pull in a top 10 recruiting class in his second year, the, the, the six-player class led by Aiden Gahan and, and Samuel Williams. He was able to, to nag a, not nag, bag a McDonald's All-American, which was no small thing given the circumstances. But Mac very clearly, and this is should not be a shock. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, Mac had a lot of success before he got to Louisville. I think you have to believe in yourself a little bit and say, if the circumstances had been different, I would have been the next Patino, Crum, et cetera. He very clearly thinks that it was the situation that he walked into, not anything of his own doing, that led to his demise at UofL. And maybe he's right. Maybe if he had walked into UofL under normal circumstances in 2018, he would have been able to recruit better. They would have been able to win at a high level. And he'd still be here right now as our head coach and on the same path that Crum and Patino were on before him. He clearly thinks that, but yeah, sometimes there's things I think that aren't exactly true either. I think his bigger issue, I, I, if I'm mad at anything, if I'm Chris Mack, I'm more mad at COVID than anything. Else. Yeah, COVID, COVID wrecked him way yeah, more than the NCAA stuff. Did. Like 99 percent more. I mean the now, I mean it, it wasn't all COVID. I mean it, it was that kind of was the straw that broke the camel's back a little bit because I mean, I mean he did under underachieve the the year before in terms of kind of you know, walking backwards into the tournament after such a hot start and having such a bad February, you know, then going one and done and then losing to Rick, Pitino, you know, Richard Pitino, which didn't help, obviously, you know, that not making the tournament, obviously, because that team makes the tournament if more for, isn't for COVID. Now, if it does make the tournament and he gets knocked out in the first round again, maybe he's a five seed, then you know what? I don't know how much really changes. They could possibly still want coaching moves and then we still get to, you know the, the 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 boulder going down the hill that turns gets too big for us type effect is still as is, is, is but we we'll, we won't never know that I mean we yeah. just unfortunately never will and it's always gonna be a mystery it's always gonna be yeah I mean it's always gonna be a wonder you know what if the the chaos effect is good Jeff Goldblum on this I was talking to I went to that the the rivalries Randall opening Stevens by the way thank you from Patrick thank you Patrick that, yeah. I went to the rivalries opening at Fraser History Museum last night which yeah, is cool I saw you on TV too you did. Big uh, shot. It was cool, but I was talking with Derwin Webb, former UofL player, before. We're snacking on some Bristol wontons. Delicious. He's a judge now, right? He is a judge. Yeah. He's, he's a very, he came on our show back in the day. He was He's a very, very cool guy. But we were talking about kind of the, the Mac era. And he said, Derwin has a podcast. And he'd reached out to Mac and was like, hey, would you want to come on? And he was like, I'm over what happened at UofL, but I also don't really want to be like out there, out there talking about it just yet, which is understandable. So I kind of wondered. Oh, something in his contract about it, too. I think. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure there's something. But, I mean, he wouldn't. I'm sure he could do the podcast and just not talk about specific things. But I think he still is kind of wanting to be a, a little bit lower key. I, I don't think he'll have a problem doing the national stuff for Field of 68. But as far as, like, UofL-specific things, I think he wanted to kind of play close to the best, which is why I was wondering if we are going to hear anything from him today about all this. And I like the fact that he put out a statement. And there certainly is a part of me that feels bad for Chris Mack. I think he could have handled things down the stretch a little bit differently. I think he, I do think he got overwhelmed by the job at the end of the day. But too. it'll always be the biggest mystery to me. What would have happened if, if COVID doesn't come into play? That 2020 team was certainly good enough to win at least two, three games in the NCAA tournament. Um the twenty, the, the team after it, the team after it was another, certainly good enough to be an NCAA tournament team that could have done damage there if they hadn't had to have so many stoppages. You know, Trey, I, I I I use the 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 canceled tournament as the one example, but the, the next year is another one because I mean, that team went thirteen and seven and had what eight games canceled, yeah, 
And of those eight games, and I know maybe they still don't get in because of strength of schedule, but like the eight games they had canceled, like six or seven of them were, were games that probably were winnable. Winnable games. for sure. And, and also, it was like it was every all, time they were playing their best is when the stoppages happened. Yeah, and it was like it seemed like they always got like I think it was NC State, Vatek wasn't very good. It was all the teams that weren't very good that were can- we were getting canceled on us. And and uh, who knows? Maybe we don't win seven of those games. And we, but if we're, if we're twenty and eight or twenty one and seven going into that selection Sunday. Odds are we probably make the tournament. Oh well, we would have been in safely. We almost made it at thirteen and seven. Exactly. So, so I mean, and that team should have been that. That team was good enough to do damage in the tournament had they gotten in there. At least get a shot. Yeah. And it's that and not getting in changed everything because then he had to fire the assistants. Then he had all the off the court stuff. And that's when I think he really because the COVID. Yeah, really that's just, when I think he really started to get broken when he had to fire his friends when they reacted the way that they did when he realized that there was more pressure on him than he probably thought he deserved at that point in time. I think that's when he kind of started to crumble. And it's uh, there's definitely a part of me that feels bad for him and all Who's that. Who's to blame on that one? It wasn't his decision to fire those assistant coaches, was it? Don't lose. Don't, don't, make, don't miss the tournament, Chris. I mean. I said it. it wasn't I said his, it all But season. it wasn't his decision to fire those assistants. It was someone else's. It was. And that person, you know, we, we've talked about. She's his, now at Penn State. I was thinking it was Vince. It was, I think it was both of them. Both of them. Yeah. Hey, they got along for something at least. Brothers in arms. <laughs> the only time they got along, probably. <laughs> we'll take a break. Uh, we come back. Five o'clock hour will be on. We'll take more of your text. We'll obviously celebrate a little bit more of this IRP ruling. I uh, have not heard about the, I have not read the Kenny Payne statement. We'll get to that, what he had to say, and a little bit more from the Josh Hurd press conference. It's all coming your way here in hour number three. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Coming up next on 1450 The Big X. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Suck it, NCA. Eat it. We're dancing on your grave. Welcome back in. Hour number three, Mike Rutherford Show. A celebratory Thursday, November 3rd. By the way, if you're listening on podcast and you're upset about the stream still, we apologize. We apologize. I had so much pep in my step to start the show and then right away taken out by the stream. I'm, I Trust me, I'm more upset about this than you are. But thank you so much for bearing with us. Thank you for listening to the podcast. And if you're listening on Terrestrial Radio, thank you as well. We love you on 1450 and 96.1. For those angry, I will have the podcast up within like minutes of the show. We'll have the podcast up. You'll be able to hear all the the ramblings from the the opening hour as we tried to get things worked working and unfortunately could not do so. But it's okay. We're, we're, we're going to be fine. It's a good day. It's better that this happened on a day where people wanted to listen because we were talking about something celebratory than... Well, actually, I, I take that back. It's not because this is like the first celebratory show we've had in a long time. Uh, I would like to have everybody being able to listen, but at least we have this to fall back on, so we can't be that mad. Because it is a good day. Louisville's second round with the NCAA has come to an end. The Cards win, the IRP wins, the NCAA loses. Mark Emmert suck it now and forever. We're good. The cloud has been lifted. The program can now move forward without any sort of 
hindrances, no negative recruiting from other programs. And I do think that this, an underrated aspect of all this is we start to look at Kenny Payne a little bit differently now, don't we? For the last year, I mean, Chris Mack comes out there. I read a statement before the end of this, the last hour. He comes out and definitively says, at least in his eyes, recruiting under the circumstances that he inherited at Louisville was an impossible task. We got dealt that card. You can't feel that bad. I, there's a part of me that definitely feels bad for him, but you, he also he knew what he was getting into. He didn't the take the job. was a little hyperbolic, but you know. Yeah, I mean, he used the word irreparable. These were, the circumstances were irreparable, which I, I don't, I'm not sure exactly what that means, but <laughs> yeah. I can kind of see what he's trying to say. He knew what he was getting into when he took this job. Kenny Payne also knew that there was a possibility that he was going to be getting into something like this. Yeah. And now we know beyond the shadow of a doubt that if any of the negative recruiting that took place over the last six months, his first six on the job, affected his ability to form a good roster for this upcoming season or land some of the 2023 kids that were out there for next season, that's no longer in play. Like That's, that, that's something that cannot be used anymore. I think now maybe he still gets a little bit of a pass for the 2023 class because perhaps there was a kid. Maybe D.J. Wagner would have been more in play if Louisville could have recruited him without any sort of you know, unanswerable questions for the last few months. I don't think that's the, the, the fact, but maybe, 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 who knows? I did wonder if we got this information three months ago. Had we, would we, there would be maybe a different name on his roster. We'll never be able to, to know for sure. No, we won't. I do think that for the most part, the negative recruiting was for last year. It was the, the last second efforts to get kids in the 2022 class. And then certainly in the transfer portal, I think it came up a lot. And like, I don't blame rival programs for doing that. If you have a chance to get a kid and you're like, hey, man, you may not even be able to play in the NCAA tournament there. If you're not eligible to partake in March Madness, why are you even transferring anywhere? Like, like transfer somewhere where you're leaving because you want a better situation. We can get you to the tournament. They can't guarantee that. Come here and play for us. I get that. What I don't think was as much of a factor was 2023 kids, the D.J. Wagner class, because could Payne guarantee that we weren't going to be in the postseason in 2024, that we were going to be in the postseason in 2024? No. But I think he could probably give you an educated response to say, we're pretty convinced that if we get a ban, it's not going to affect your season. And I think that that probably has not played a gigantic factor in the 2023 recruiting. Moving forward, though, we now know beyond the shadow of any doubt, it's not going to affect the 2024 class. So if you want to use that as an excuse for 2023, if it doesn't turn out quite as fantastic as we all were hoping when we hired Kenny Payne, okay, I don't fully buy it, but I'm willing to accept it. I'm willing to give Payne and company the benefit of the doubt. What we now know is you got no excuse for the 2024 class. You want Elliot Cadeau? Go out and get Elliot Cadeau. You want Carter Bryant? Go out and get Carter Bryant. Carter Knox, all the Carters, bring him in. Everybody's in play now. No, Nothing should hold you back from being the ace recruiter that you were billed as when you got this job. And also now, I think the, the expectations for the slow build back of the program, we can now make those without any sort of like precursors, any sort of, well, assuming the NCAA does this or assuming the NCAA does that. I stand by my, my timeline, which is this year... Look, would love for this team to make the NCAA tournament. I just want to see improvement. I want to see improvement, and I want to see tangible evidence that Kenny Payne is the guy, that he knows what he's doing, he knows his X's and O's, 
He can inspire his guys to, to get every last ounce out of this group that he can. And if they only win 13, 12 games as a result, okay, I can accept that. But I need to see that. I, I need to see a team that plays with heart, that plays with effort, that knows how to play the game well, and that is competitive more times than not, even up against teams that have more pure talent than they do. Year two, I want to make the tournament. I don't think that's asking for the moon. You can turn, especially right now, because all the excuses that I just laid out there for the transfer portal last year, they're not around anymore. You should be, the transfer portal is not going away. There's going to be about 35% of the players in college basketball in the portal again this offseason. There's going to be some big time talent. And also, you're probably going to bring back most of the good players from this year's team. I know Brandon Huntley Hatfield wants to go pro. I'm sure everybody else wants to go pro. But there are, I think everybody is technically an underclassman on this team. Everybody technically could come back for next season, including L. Ellis and Sidney Curry. If you do overachieve to the point that you're a 14, 15 win team, bring those guys back. Be 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 win good in year two. Asking for the NCAA tournament in year two, I think is the bare minimum. I think he, we should expect to hear our name called on Selection Sunday in 2024. Year three, I want to be safely in the tournament. I want to be back to being competing for top five seeds, top four seeds in the ACC tournament, that double bye, playing right there with the Carolinas and the Dukes of the world. We may not be back to being national title good or final four good, but we should be in that discussion. And then year four, no excuses. You've had four full years. Any sort of fallout from the NCAA stuff should be well behind you. You should be recruiting at an optimal level. You should have your, your culture installed. People should know what system they're getting into when they come into play. Let's roll. And I think now we can say that definitively. You and I were saying this two weeks ago, but it was always under the guise or under the umbrella of if the NCAA rules this or assuming the NCAA doesn't do this. And now we know that's not a factor anymore. Let's get this thing going. Let's start the process tonight. Let's beat Chaminade, and then we can start moving forward. I expect nothing shorter by year four that, we go, that we're going into each and every tournament with the the concept that we could compete for the national title. We should be. That's where now, the basketball not, should I'm be. I'm not saying that you're going to win the national title. But you should go in every tournament going, we have a good chance of making a run at the Final Four national title. Right. Anything short of that is moving on to another coach to me. If he's the guy, he should have the program in year four where Pacino had it in year four. Where, I mean, Crum had it right away, pretty much, when he, when he took Crum over. Crum inherited a pretty good team. He inherited, he inherited certainly a much better situation than yeah. either Payne or Pacino did. But Pacino, year four, we went to the Final Four. We made the move to the Big East. And I mean, we were, what, a four seed in year three? We were at four seed in year two. Year two, okay. Who do we used in year three, then? Year three, we got beat by Xavier. Seven times. Oh, that was the seven. You're that right, was yeah. the, We ended up, we were number two in the country at one point, and then just tanked. Yeah, and what was it? We lost, it was a, did, we, did we lose? We, we didn't have Ellis that season, too, right? He, he tore his ACL yeah. uh, the year before and had stood out that entire season. Yeah. Um. And, and, yeah, we lost to Xavier in a game. We were up big, and then Romain Sato and David West went nuts. And yeah, we remember, kept beating. Yeah. And that's kind of started the, the Xavier run. They ended up going to the Elite Eight that year, and kind of started, jump-started their Thad Mata run of success into Sean Miller, into Chris Mack, and, hey, maybe we started this whole thing. Maybe we started the fire ourselves. You're well. <laughs> yeah, Billy Joletz who did it. We did it. <laughs> but from you know, year four of Pacino on, I know we had the hiccup the year after the Final Four season, but from that point forward, oh, like yeah. we were, every year, we were right there in the mix. And that was the Patino, that, that was what would some consider a slow start for Patino, too, because of all the swing and misses in recruiting that he was not used to. Yeah. Because when he got here, you know, going straight from high school to pro wasn't a thing, and he gets back, he gets back to college, and it's a thing, and you, you could tell it, it. 
he 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 had trouble adjusting to it. Obviously, we've mentioned the name list long long going on. Several names. The point, I mean, all the things that we just talked about with Chris Mack, the certainly the NCAA cloud that never went away during his watch, the pandemic coming in and derailing his best season, all that stuff. Like with Kenny Payne, if he's the guy, we're gonna know it by year three, by year four, right? Like. We weren't sure if that was going to be the case because there was a chance that the NCAA could give us a postseason ban or some recruiting hindrances that would just take his legs out from underneath him. I think we know now. It's it's full speed ahead for Kenny Payne. If he was the right hire, if he was clearly the guy that, that, that some people said he was, we'll know pretty early on. I'm not saying we're going to know this season, but we should know by year two. If we're, let's say the season is winds up being as bad as our worst fears right now. We're a single-digit win team, or we're like a 10-win team. We're worse than we were last year. And then next season, we're not that much better. I think then you can start to panic because the, the excuses are out the window. If you're three, you're not operating back to being a nationally relevant program, top 25 good, safely in the tournament, talking about seeding, talking about second weekend, talking about Final Four runs, then, again, we'll know. And that's, if nothing else, that's comforting. The, the fact that there won't be an excuse, there won't be in year three if he's just not getting it done, well, we got to wait until we're this far removed from the NCAA stuff. Now at least we're going to know. And if he's not the guy, we can do the whole thing that we did last offseason again, try to get somebody else in there, and we'll probably be a more attractive destination for whoever's next. And if he is the guy, awesome. If we're not in a tournament year two, I'm going to start having these conversations. I think that would be fair. I do. Now, now, now you can say that, you know, if you look at, look at Payne first year, Mac first year, Patino first year, and Crum first year. Payne clearly has the least talented team of all. Yes, I mean, I well, I mean, Patino's first team was not talented, but yeah, like but you said, Reese Gaines is the difference. Gaines is better than our top three players right now. I think. Yes. I mean, that's just that is what it is. I mean, at least yeah, you had them one, one player, and you also saw what Patino was able to do with some of those players that we thought were maybe throwaway guys or else Miles or Larry O'Bannon's opinion can differ depending on who you were at the time. And he developed those guys as a, as a good coach into impact players to go along with Reese Gaines and so on and so forth. And then the recruits he'd bring in for sure. So that's what that's, and that's why I'm not saying I'm not asking Payne to to make a miracle work, you know, this one season. But you, we do expect to see progress, and with progress also coming the hopefully ability to recruit. And I'm not even asking him to get all five stars, but if you can coach, get a couple four stars, maybe three star. Even Francisco was a four star. I mean, he wasn't a five. We didn't get any no. five stars in those first classes. There should be no reason why this team isn't doesn't have improvement. With what's already on the roster makes it what can be brought in. This team is in a tournament next year. If not, then that just means you're just not a good enough coach to be at this program. And that means you can't coach exactly, but not this program. It's just comforting to know that we're going to have that knowledge, right? Like, like yeah. The worst part about the last five years has been the uncertainty, and I'm not just talking about what the NCAA was doing. The uncertainty about would Chris Mack be better if he didn't have these recruiting, the NCAA stuff hanging over us, what's going to... Like, now at least, if Payne is the guy or not the guy, we're going to know. Yeah, I can't make the same exact same thing I just said, and you can no longer look at me and go, yeah, but... Exactly. We're, we're back to operating it, without the restrictions. That's true, but, you know... It, 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 you can't and and what am I to say? Like, I, there's there's no I can't there's no factual way to say who's right and who's wrong because you don't. I mean, it could be a factor. No know. more hypotheticals. Yeah. No addendums. No qualifiers. I do love hypotheticals normally, but we in this do, case, and we'll, we'll we'll find our way. But when we're talking about the state of the program and where we are, 
it's going to be more cut and dry now than it has been yeah. at any point in the last seven years, which is awesome. And that's that's all we wanted. Even if we were going to be dealing with a postseason ban, we wanted to have a timeline for when we could start operating at a normal level. And now we know. And technically, I know that we are on probation for two years and we have a couple of other small things. But for the most part, we are operating free and clear of any yeah. sort of NCA cloud restrictions. Nothing that was said today, nothing that was handed down by the IRP should hinder us moving forward. Unless we can't raise that five grand. Go find me. <laughs> Charge five thousand dollars. What, what, what would happen if we get like a letter like, "Well, if you don't pay by this certain amount, you see, and you get two year ban, and then we yada, just forget yada. to pay it on actually." Oh my god, we didn't send that check. <laughs> now we are banned from the tournament for two years. Like in the, the outgoing, outgoing mailbox that's sitting there without a stamp on it. Like, oh crap! Oh my god, <laughs> whose fault was that? Can we Venmo it? I mean, <laughs> which one of the 35 associate athletic directors was supposed to put that in the mail? <laughs> Somebody's got to get fired. Like a TPS report conversation going on with that. God. 502 414 1450 is the Thornton sex line. Texas says, Oh, how I've missed having that Cardinal swagger. Welcome back. It may take a while to get the swagger the back. Swagger's not there yet, but the swagger could be there as early as tonight. This team comes out and plays well, and I know it's an exhibition game, I know it's Shamanon. Bad but, not to be a silver sword. But you know what? I mean, it's also it was also Lenore Ryan. It was also an exhibition game then, too. We saw that. And this team tonight could come out and have a little pep in their step. A little 19-20 point victory. It would make me feel a lot better. I would feel a lot better. I mean, because if ever there's been an excuse for a team to come out and have a pep in their step, an extra pep in their step, it's this one right now in this moment because not only are you coming off the heels of the embarrassing loss to a bad D2 team on Sunday and looking to you know kind of clear your name a little bit and get the fans and everybody back on your side, but also now you've got this NCAA ruling. You've the, been given a parole. I mean, you've a got new start. There should be some extra juice in the building in the crowd. I don't know what the tennis numbers are going to be like, but the people who are there should have some extra umph in their voice. I would hope so. They're going to be more excited. Like, if this team comes out and looks like zombies again tonight, I don't know what we would do with that. Like that, that will be a as alarming as Sunday was. If it's a repeat performance tonight, and I'm not talking about just like the the score or even winning or losing the game, but if they look as unenthusiastic as they did five days ago after all that has transpired in the day since, then that's an even bigger red flag than the first game was. They should come out tonight, and whether they're playing well or not be playing like their feet are on fire. Like, we need to see that effort level. We need to see that dedication tonight, or we've got major, major problems moving forward. Yeah, leave that zombies at home. It's four days past thanks, uh, Halloween. Come on. What? Don't get, don't get, like, applauding the dad joke there? No. <laughs> I mean, I'm the one. I'm the, I was making dad jokes before dad jokes were, were cool to be. We're even dads. You still are. It's good. <laughs> Texas, will any recruits elsewhere be back in the fold now that the IRP ruling is out? I couldn't tell you that. Um, I, I mean, there could be some that, that maybe we moved up their pecking order, but we were already still on their list of five, six, or whatever, maybe. It certainly, I mean, I, I don't know if this were because I don't think anybody has talked openly. Any of these recruits have talked openly about, yeah, like I'm waiting to see what happens with the NCA stuff with Louisville. I'm assuming it was in the back of the minds of a guy like AJ Johnson or Isaiah Miranda exactly, who's yeah. been recruited and now with, with Johnson specifically because he's always known he wasn't going to commit until the spring. He probably wasn't thinking about it quite as much as maybe a, a kid who was trying to commit in the fall, like DJ Wagner or Aaron Bradshaw. So I don't know how much of a factor it is, but maybe there's somebody who wasn't going to consider us that would reach out to to Payne or, or Nolan Smith or somebody and say, hey, just, just so you know, I'm cool with talking. Like I was just kind of 
Chris Beard, I always use Chris Beard as the villain in this scenario. Chris Beard's been telling me you're not, you guys aren't going to be in the NCAA tournament. Now I'm hearing you are. Let's have a conversation. It's possible. I've got no insight into whether or not that would actually happen. I mean, making a tournament run was important to Bradshaw. He wouldn't have gone to Kentucky. No. <laughs> Texas, I don't think Forty is dumb. He just hasn't used his brain in so long that it is atrophied. I don't think he's dumb. I think people just get mad at him because he's just, he's just doing what – he's just making up conversation pieces. I mean, he's doing nothing new. He's not doing anything new to the media that hasn't been been done for hundred years. He's not. Well, he's not dumb. He's just being stubborn in this case. I think specifically because he made a statement that was seems silly at the time. It seems way more silly now. And instead of being like, "Hey, I said something silly," he's like, "It wasn't me. It's the IRP that's not doing their job," <laughs> which I think is silly. Tech says most of these sports writers are the journalistic equivalent of the shock jock sports radio show hosts. Uh, I'm not going to say that. Pet 40 included. Usually they have an idea and run with it without much thought. That's why I appreciate you on the radio. You are thoughtful and not just a blowhard. Well, thank you. I can be a blowhard. Don't, don't bash shock jocks. They got Howard Stern a billion dollars for being less, having no talent. But he's not, he's not a shock jock. He's not a sports radio. No, true. He's a shock jock, though. He shock, was. Well, shock jocks are sports radio shows. Not necessarily, I don't Yes, think. they are. That's the jock part. No, you can be a disc jockey. Shock jocks, I've always thought it were... But if you're a radio, radio you're a disc jockey. Therefore, that's the jock part. Mm. I mean, the dude in New York that made got in trouble with the, the Rutgers comments. Don Imus. Yeah, he wasn't. A, he wasn't a sports guy. He just happened to make a sports comment. I know, but I've never heard those guys described as shock jocks. Yeah, that's is that right? Short okay. for disc jockey, not not jock. Oh, I always thought it was like a sports thing. I mean, I think shock jock. I think sports does get get it more because it's easier to be hyperbolic well, that makes and over the sense. top with sports than it is any most anything else. Or politi- politics, I guess, to a degree. Yeah. But, yeah. But no, no. I mean, the most famous is Imus and, and Howard Stern. But Howard Stern's not even a shock jock anymore. He's kind of, then again, he's not very funny anymore either. But Well, that's sad. <laughs> I was never a big Stern fan to begin with, even when he was at his, his shock jock prime. I don't think I've ever listened to him at all. I never. Re- I remember his TV show used to come on the, like late night on like WB back in the day, and I only had like five channels on my TV, and I I think I would like watch it for two seconds if there was like a used to be nude a, girl on there. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I I don't think I ever listened to him. Well, then you didn't get it new because it was always on regular exactly. TV. It was blurred out. Yeah. yeah, it's like, how did you not put this thing on HBO? Well, I was desperate. I was like 13. For some reason, it's weird. I'd never liked this radio show, but I liked the movie Private Parts. I never saw it, but I heard it was good. It's 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 like the it's like you know how I I, I just buy sour cream but I eat sour cream and onion chips, or I hate ranch dressing but I like cool ranch Doritos. You're an enigma. I am I am that. I'm like the NCAA, but cool. Texas says, um, how surprised are y'all that Patino wasn't completely new to this press conference? <laughs> A little bit surprised for sure. He was in his own mind. He was definitely new. All right, I'm gonna let the Texas reply to this, but I've just got to receive a message from our engineer that okay. says. It's working now. Okay. Let's see if... He says he had to install new versions of the software under the computer. So this was something that I wouldn't have been able to do. For some, look, lay off my back, Texas, a little bit. Actually, I don't care. You can make fun of me. The stream might be working now. The stream might be... <laughs> at 525 on Thursday. Better late than never, right? No. <laughs> Not necessarily. You know what? Perfect timing for us to get into the, the preview of tonight's Eagles and Houston game. <laughs> And talk about Lamar Jackson being all elite last night. The thing was, like, we had if this were a if this were a non big time radio show, we had a bunch of like really smaller topics. Oh, to that would have been perfect. Like, I, I did the Frazier thing last night. We had Lamar on AEW. We had a no hitter in the World Series for God's sake. Sorta. We've got the Eagles tonight. Yeah, we, we could have talked. I could have got those old man no hitter. I don't. 
It's not. As, we talked about this last. You and I were texting about this. It's not. It's just not as exciting. Yeah, I, I, I think the word I used was pizzazz with you on the text. But even even afterwards, it's classic Astro. It almost started. To, yeah, that, that is true. I was it, cheering it, for it to be broken up. I was too. And I mean, who, who does that other than like sociopaths and teams? Uh, unless your team is the, you're a fan of the team being no hit. But like I was watching, and then at the end when they're all celebrating, I'm like, poor Don Larson, a guy who went nine innings on his own. Yeah, and do it and do it. Not only no hitter, but a perfect game has now to share this honor with this group of ham slaps over here. I'm also, I I, I'm suspicious of the Astros. The night after McCuller is tipping his pitches and gets blasted for like 19 home runs. Oh, they just so happen to throw a, a no hitter. Wow, now that's cheating. No, that's not They're cheating. Some way, no, Houston's never been. You can't prove Houston. Oh wait a minute, I'm not Houston. They're cheating. Stream's working now. Texas says, stream is working out. This station is so raggedy. LOL. Raggedy Andy. That's why you love us. Yeah, we're right there with Louisville. Texas I'm on Trevor's side today. Shock Shock is like Stern and Imus and so on. I, 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 your explanation makes way more sense. I think, I just, I think I've just always misunderstood well, you, my Well, you life. heard the word jock and you and thought, I thought it was the sports. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a just jock. That makes way more sense. Um, Texas says, go Trevor, you got one. <laughs> you too. You're definitely right. <laughs> Woohoo! So glad the stream was up to get me my own right time. What terrible timing for me. <laughs> Texas, the stream it took is, almost a year and a half, but I did it. Texas, the stream is almost as powerful as Scott's D right now. Oh, no, not even that powerful. Not that. Just, let's, come uh, on. If it was Scott's D, it would have been working from 3 o'clock on. The amount of people that are like <laughs> like saying the stream is working, I, I hope these people haven't been sitting around for two and a half hours just waiting for this thing to come on or just like leaving it on in the background. Like, like the old school watch, waiting for the phone to ring, like ring. Ring. Uh, pretty much. Ring. That was like me back in the day waiting for a girl to call. Oh, nothing yeah. else to do. I'm just like, oh, Star 69, who was that last call? I'm like, oh, it was somebody from my parents. You still had at least caller ID. Like, I didn't have caller ID. In the I didn't have caller ID. Okay, yeah, I didn't have caller ID either. I didn't know you got charged for Star 69, and one time oh, I, yeah, it's like I, ran up like, I ran up like $70 in Star 69 <laughs> charge, and my parents, they're like, like, you get charged for that. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Well, I think it was a quarter, wasn't it? Something like that. It was like, it was, like, it it wasn't was too a, much. Yeah. It was, uh, what was the one that blocked it? Was it Star 66 or Star 67? Uh, yeah, I can't remember what it there was. There was a blocking one that there was, was. In a similar number, which I never used. Yeah. I remember the first time I got a car ID. I was, I remember my first time we got the cordless phone at my house. I was so excited. Texas says, um, I might have misspoken with Shock Jock. I meant hot take, guys. We, we know what you got. You, well, Shock Jock hot take is the same yeah, thing. Same, right? kind of the same thing. Yeah, same concept. Texas says, holy crap, you're back. Scoot sabotaging our feel good shows. Does he need to get punched in his dingus? <laughs> Maybe. I'm not saying Scoots is to blame here. I think we should go up to Roush on this one. Uh, Texas says, what celebratory dinner is Mike's wife fixing him tonight? What celebratory fast food dinner is Trevor having tonight? tonight My wife's not fixing me anything. I'm going to go. I went Chinese last night, which there's one thing I love about China, the China one on DoorDash is there is no one faster getting it to your house than they are. Like I'll order someplace and it takes like an hour. They're there in like 20 minutes. Guaranteed. It's fast. Um, I'm feeling like a Salsaritas tonight, maybe. Ooh. I like that. And I just got word because the streaming is up. I don't have to go up to the Southern Indiana studio right after the show now and try Big to fix it. Big night for you. Big night for you. So uh, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking maybe a little some uh, tacos and nachos tonight. Does that sound okay? Sounds great. What about, what's your house? Salmon and chicken? Uh, I'm having salmon tonight, I think. <laughs> I've got I got salmon left over from Paul. Now, can you get, at least get like flavor? Can you like, do you get like a bourbon glaze on it? Do you? Not really. Also, I, I do love salmon. I love salmon as well. But are you 
I, one thing I don't like about salmon is I'm not a big black and salmon fan. I love black and salmon. See, I don't like because that film on the bottom. It's, I think it's nasty. It's delicious. Ugh. I give it to the dogs. Tristan Scott's D is the opposite end of the spectrum from Scott's tots. <laughs> I get it. Well, I hope so. That would seem like very pitiful. <laughs> Tristan says, do, do people not have radios? Jesus H. LOL. I mean, I can't be mad at them. I barely. Yeah. Do you have a radio in your house? No. I, well, I do technically because I have my bedroom. We have the alarm radio. My Mary, alarm Mary clock does. is a very, yeah. Well, I have three alarm clocks in my house, but two of them are um, the iHomes uh, or whatever that you can like plug into your phone or charge your phone by laying it on it. But those don't offer radio. But I do have one clock radio in my bedroom. I think that's the same. We, Mary has a clock radio in her room. Yeah. Well, I say her room now. It's basically Virginia's room. Like They bunk up together now. And I go upstairs without the radio. Well, you got to, you only had three bedrooms in your house anyway, didn't you? Yes. So one's going to be John's, Virginia's, and yours. And your John room. John now is in the nursery. Virginia is in the room that was once Mary and I's room. And now it's kind of like Mary and Virginia's room. Virginia's going to want her own room as soon as well, that is her own room. Well, okay. Yeah, that, that, that's her room. And then I'm, I'm pretty much upstairs, which all Mary stuff's up there, but like I sleep up there. It, it, we're not adjusting well to the two kid lifestyle. We're still, we're still figuring, we're still very much in a state of flux. <laughs> it's a mess. At least you're in the house. At least we're in the house. I mean, <laughs> Texas, I had to listen to 93 9 while the stream was down. I think they had a caller talk crap about you all because he kept saying how much he liked their show because they only talked about sports and didn't go off on weird tangents. That's, their, that's that Texas caller's problem. <laughs> Well, first of all, okay, listen. There's no way you were listening that you called that channel and said that they don't go into tangents. The other channel will spend a half an hour talking about what someone else just said by listening to what they said. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> we like those guys. I do too. Texas terrestrial radio is great, but don't forget about the extraterrestrials. Aliens are people too. <laughs> they are. Why is it called to t- test? I want to go cut testicle radio. <laughs> I don't know. Let's take a break. Before we do, though, reminding you about First Bankers Trust. Like Nilka Tile, First Bankers Trust is always going to take your services and then get the most out of them. They work with each client individually to help you meet your financial goals, and they offer a wide range of services, including investment management, trust and estate services, philanthropic services, and financial planning. For more information, go to firstbankerstrust.com. Getting out of trouble from the IARP. Developing your defense, making money, it all starts with one word, trust, First Bankers Trust. We'll take a break, we'll come back, we'll take some text, wrap up the show. It's a celebratory edition of the Mike Rutherford Show, and the stream is back here on think of when we started the show when I was dropping in because I let off which couldn't hear if you were trying to stream the show but I let off with the Andy Dufresne crawling through the 500 yards of 
bleep. Five years of bleep. Is there a, is there another moment, cinematic moment or TV moment that has the same kind of effect? Because I was trying to think of something because that's oh so overused. Like everybody was doing the Andy Dufresne letting the rain wash over him type deal. Like they were putting that gif on on Twitter today. Is there another moment like that that you could use as like a secondary option? Because I can't think of one. I was trying to think of like classic redemption moment, classic just relief, release. Like and there's not really another one that comes to mind. The end of 40 Days and 40 Nights from Josh Hartnett. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even the end. You're right. It's the old girlfriend. The, that, the old girlfriend comes they, over, they, yeah. They literally screws him, and, and literally and figuratively. 40-year-old version, I guess. Uh, does that mean? All the same line? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The, the scene with Josh Hartnett and 40 Days and 40 Nights is funnier, though. It is a dufrane <laughs> feeling day, though, today. We've been, we've been waiting for this day for a long time. Like, even if it was bad, even if it was going to be a, a postseason ban or a multi-year postseason ban, God forbid, we were just ready to get to this point so we could start operating knowing what was ahead, and this was best-case scenario. We're operating now knowing what's ahead, and what's ahead is really nothing out of the normal. It's 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 normalcy from this point forward. Now, I wonder, are we are we Andy Dufresne happiness of normal, or are we, like, uh, uh, what's his name at the end of the grad, the, the couple in the graduate, where they, 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 get re- they get the release, and they get free, and they get on the bus, and they're just Well, right there. now we're smiling. We're just on the bus. They're like this, and they're sitting there we're going, sprinting to the backseat. And we're, like, sitting there going, okay, now what? Now what do we do? Well, now what we we know what we're doing. We have Kenny Bain <laughs> as the head coach. We've already hired a coach. We hopefully go out and win basketball games this year and get some big-time recruits. That's what we do. If it happens or not, we don't know. But that's at least now we know there's nothing going to be standing in the way. The impediments are gone. The excuses are gone. Let's roll. Let's be Louisville basketball. Let's have fun again. The excuses out of our control are gone. Correct. Well, I can I mean, still make excuses. Like what? And he's not a good recruiter. <laughs> well, that's not really an excuse. That would just be a fact if we don't get enough players. <laughs> uh, five Injuries. O- I don't know. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sachs line. We haven't taken uh, as many as texts as you might expect on a day like today just because uh, people have been just bitching about the stream constantly. So we've had to – those have been few and far between. But now, stream's working. We're good. Like Louisville basketball, we're moving forward with no impediments, no nothing blocking us for at least these next 17 minutes. So we and we're talking time. about World Series. No, we're not. By the way, I do want to throw this kind of crazy stat real quick before we do get moving Okay. On. So I saw, I heard John Smoltz. That guy was calling in 93.9. It's like, I told you. Because <laughs> follow-up texture, by the way, said that guy was very mad at us. Didn't, just really did this not like us. This is a sports thing. I heard Smoltz bring it up, Smoltz bring it up in the World Series where it's kind of crazy to think about it tonight. You'll have the Philadelphia Phillies and Houston Astros playing in a World Series game on the exact same day that the Houston Texans and Philadelphia Eagles are playing an NFL game. And I was like, that is crazy. I was like, that's that's got to be rare. And Smoltz during the broadcast saying the same thing. It's happened seven times. Jeez. The last time, now they didn't they didn't bring up all seven, even though I was kind of like yelling at the TV. I'm like, I'm going BS on this. I want to see the stat. But they did confirm the last time it happened, and I did double check it. Was the Philadelphia Phillies in 2009 against the Yankees? The Eagles also played the Giants. Wow. On, which also tells you, also points back to that that's 14 years ago. They were still running November World Series games in 14 years ago. Yeah. I mean, it's it's no longer October. It is a November thing. Another reason why November is the, again, greatest month of the year. But it's like three games as opposed to the but whole that's the rest of the postseason. Yeah, but when it comes to baseball, no one cares about anything but the last three games anyway, right? Well, I do. Not really. You wouldn't care about the first three because that's the only time you're competitive with Cincinnati. Well, no, but I care about the playoffs as a baseball fan. Yeah. The By the way, the Phillies are busting out the powder blues tonight. Ooh. Big news. I, all the Eagles on the road, so they don't have a choice to bring out the Kelly Green and Gray, maybe. All right. Here, can I go to the text line now? Sure. Thank you. 
Texas, for us streamers, can you give us a rewind of Trevor's start to the show? It had to be epic. <laughs> no, because I, I was still talking when I realized that when the, the, the flood of text coming in that said the stream were down. So you didn't even get to like, celebrate, really. You I was go- celebrating a little bit. You were being down. I was trying to be positive. Well, I was hoping you could fix the problem. And I, I was, not. yeah, the, that was the first hour or so I was kind of out and out and about. Yeah, you're you know. trying to, trying to, to, to solve. So we, we couldn't get into like our big, like whooping and hollering and celebrating because like right after I'm giving my opening spiel, I'm looking at the text line, I'm looking at my phone, I'm looking at Twitter and I'm just being flooded with people being like, why is the show not working? And so that kind of. Well, it, technically it was working. It was just on probation. Yeah. Was <laughs> banned from the postseason. It's banned from the from the, the stream world. <laughs> Texas quote: Do people not have radios? LOL. No, it's F in twenty twenty two. Outside of the car, ninety nine point nine percent of people have no radio. I don't know. I I still think you'd have like I mean like you said you have a radio. You have at least one radio mouse. I have. One I don't know if it house. works. We I, I, we've never actually used it. I mean, I know I know mine works now. I have tried to get our station on it, and it's tough to get a sig- good signal on it. From the, uh, the the clock radio I have, but that's just no here or there, though. I mean, it's still, I, I think most majority of people should have at least one radio in their house. Texture sends the gif of uh, uh, Dr. Evil putting the finger up to his mouth and says, it's KRC guys clicking the update now on the computer this morning. <laughs> they hate us shining. They hate the fact that we're shining. I mean, what do you do when there's a tornado warning? You go into, you go into your basement or something, you have to take a radio. You can't take, you can't stream. Watch the TV until it goes out. <laughs> I used to look at Twitter. They post updates there. Yeah. I've never taken a radio down <laughs> to the basement. I have I have a radio specifically in my bathroom closet for tornado warnings. I've, no, I've not done that. that. That operates on batteries. Texas, I've got no radio at work. I don't think many people do. Well, at work, you might not, yeah. Texas, today is like the end of holes. The drought is finally over. We no longer have to dig our own grave. I've never seen holes. I haven't either. It's too young for me. I, it was the same here. I, I'd hear about it. That was the one with Shia LaBeouf, right? Yes. Okay, that I do know for some reason. I just, but yeah, I've never couldn't get any other reference. Texas, the Yum Center is a quasi-government uh, entity controlled by the state and city, not U of L. The Yum Center should put the banner back up. The NCA has no authority over KY. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just put it back up, regardless. You can. I mean, you're just gonna piss off the NCA. Do we really want to piss them off right now? Though at this point, I mean, I don't care. Yeah, it's not there. Sanction me. <laughs> Sanction me with your army. Although now the IRP doesn't exist, so we don't really want to get we don't really want to get in trouble again. Yeah, that's the that's the only thing about putting the banner up. I mean, t- can they bring it back down? Not really. Texas but. Josh Hurd is Judd Nelson at the end of the Breakfast Club, raising his fist, but instead of the football field, he's walking across Denny Crump Court. That's perfect. Did you see the way his press conference ends today? That's a good that's a good analogy of a end of a movie with with the redemption. Yeah. Did you see the way his press conference ended today? I did not. So Hurd is ending. I, I don't know what led to it, but Tyler Griever kind of. Like under his breath says, but the mic catches it. Says, "Do does anybody even know where the banner is right now?" And like heard kind of, his, you can tell he's like about to like let it go and about to walk away. And he's like looks at him, gives him a smile, and he's like, "We know where it is. We know where it is." Isn't it just like in storage? I don't know, Trevor. Why? Just let Josh have his cool line. I'm just saying. I thought that was kind of common. Not. I mean, that's just. I, don't, I mean, he's like he's like he's basically just like letting him know. Like if we when the day comes, we're ready. It's not even. It's not. Sturk's probably hanging in Josh's house. It's his bathroom. <laughs> Somewhere here. The OG Studios. What have we found it in that blanket? <laughs> All I can think about uh, with the music at the beginning is that video of TK dancing in my chair. I love it. Go cards. Suck at NCA. The beast will rise again. Am I the beast? No, I think that's a little basketball. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
I agree with the texture about the other shows. Every time I bring up your show, my main point is how it's not just three hours of sports. It wouldn't be the same without TK and his tangents. Never change. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I bring something to the table. Texas, Theon Greyjoy going from Reek to sacrificing his life to save Bran Stark. <laughs> yeah, but that was, a, I mean, like a five-year venture, which is what ours was, too. Kind of feels the same. Kind of feels appropriate. I mean, I'm trying to think which scandal was the one of us getting our genitals cut off. <laughs> COVID. Yeah, I'm trying to decide. Texas, oh boy, Neil Catal just liked, retweeted, and replied to my Mister U of L lawyer man tweet. The things that thing's gonna get a lot of run. I think might even get a blue check from it. I stepped into a meeting just after sending the Catal text. Not sure if you saw it. The tweet is blowing up. I have not seen it. I will check it out. I haven't been on Twitter for the most part because I figured they'd be yelling at me about this, this stream. They probably, a couple people were. Yeah, I'd rather look at it later on. Texas, just to celebrate, can we have a past meets present show with John, Dan, and TK and throw in Hooters for good measure? Maybe. I did text with John today. John, as you might expect, was happy. very happy, very, you know, thinking that, you know, saying Tom is cleared and, you know, he was done wrong. I mean, what you'd expect. Um, he was he was very excited. We're all very excited for maybe different reasons. But I mean, we're Tom wasn't specifically cleared in any of this, though, by name, was he? No. Just in general? Just kind of Patino being cleared. Yeah, by— And then Patino saying, like, Tom basically got fired because he wouldn't fire me. Yeah. I think that's kind of by association. That's the, the argument there. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Like, Texas, I, do, you, do you think that Scott's D will last longer than Rick Patino? Oh. Well, if it goes more than four hours, we got to call a doctor. <laughs> oh, that's angry guy. That's that's, that, hope, that's the not, guy who's always angry at us. Hope road overtime. I'm glad the guy stayed stuck with the stream there for two and a half hours just to send that text. <laughs> no, I'm angry. Terry says Kentucky football. Oh, this oh this is the Boise State guy. Boise State guy's replying. He's back. All right. Kentucky football. The whole state's football sucks. That includes Louisville and the Kentucky Wildcats. Boise State is a better football team and football program. Man, this guy stays on message. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't bring like facts to back it up or anything, but he he brings, stays on message. He just all he has all he wants to say is that Boise State's better at football than both Kentucky and Louisville. I don't know why he's bringing up UK to a U of L show. We'll give you UK. But yeah, I told him that. Our argument to U of L, he doesn't care. I do need to probably let him know that for a program that's supposed to be better than ours, why have we been to more bowls in the last four years than Boise has? Ooh, two. Yeah, that's more. Yeah, jeez, they've been that bad. Yeah, they uh, they missed uh, they've missed like they've been the one in the last four years because the guy they took over the guy that I mean like what's his name that's at Auburn who's about to go back to Boise maybe uh, yeah he, he's not been doing too well. Scoots texted in. What was he just trying to claim that he didn't have anything defending to do with himself? Yeah. No, no, he's not. He's actually not. He's asking a he's trying to ask a valid question. With all this stuff out of the way, starting next season, do you all have more hope for football or basketball? Well, that's a tough question. I mean, we have no idea who's going to be on the, either one of those teams. If you talk about that season specifically or the overall programs. If it's overall programs. Right yeah. now, if I was to make an uneducated guess, which is pretty much everything I do, I'd say basketball. For just next season alone? Just because basketball is just kind of always has that edge in terms of expectations and, and excitement. And I'm expecting next year's basketball team to be a tournament team, nothing less. So therefore, so would you know what would be the equivalent? Would football be? You don't expect them to be a bowl team? No, I'm not saying I would even be not be excited about football. He's just asking me to pick which one I would have more. And that, I don't, I don't think that makes I don't think that makes my excitement for football any less. It just means that there's basketball would be more excitement. 
I don't know, man. It would also depend on how the season in basketball is. There's no real way to answer that question. I would lean towards football right now, but who knows? I mean, who's to say we don't overachieve dramatically in basketball or just like wind up getting A.J. Johnson in a gigantic recruiting class or a bunch of transfers? I mean, we don't even know who's going to play quarterback for us next year. So there's there's a whole lot of unanswerable questions right now. Thanks for that, Scoots. Yeah, but you got to at least throw something. Come on, have some cojones and say something. I said football. Okay, I say basketball. Texas, someone needs to let Boise know that UK has a national championship. I mean, even in Boise's peak time of their program, they still were in our shadow. In their three-year peak, we still beat them in one bowl game and still had and had and had a, uh, just a, a, a as impressive, if not more impressive, bowl win in our in two years later. Yes, There's, Orange Trump's fiesta. Texas has nobody, and then Vince Tyree. Just want to let everyone know that I was the reason why we didn't receive any major sanctions, and you're welcome. I didn't get that vibe from him. He was putting out. His, he, he did put out a statement today. Did Vince, which, what was Vince's statement? I read it um, earlier. I'm not going to oh, read it you? again. I think it's when you were trying to do stuff behind the scenes. You had to be. Yeah, I heard you reading some stuff, but in my bad. He, I mean, he basically was just saying like, you know, we we tried to do, we, we did things the right way. We did this, like, we kind of led. We we thought the commission on college basketball with the Condi Rice stuff was ridiculous, and we he was taking some credit for it, but it was fine. I think he did a good job. Again, going to the IRP clearly was the the right move. I mean, you know, congratulations. You're accomplishing something that was common sense. Texas, have you all talked about AJ joining Miranda at his high school for this year? Yes. Yes. Texas, Tyrese a tool. Come on, guys. <laughs> Texas, Boise State is stuck in 2007. Kellen Moore isn't walking through that door. Nor is Jared Zabransky. Nope. Now, they've had more 10-win seasons in this time, but then again, and now all in that run, they, despite winning multiple game seasons, they didn't even win their own conference at the time. One of the years they went 10-3 and three and lost all three in conference. Did they really? Yeah. Texas, please beat Chaminade. Don't kill the good vibe. Yeah, we just need to win tonight. We got to win tonight. We, we need to. We really do need to win. If we, I don't want to come in here tomorrow and be like, yeah, the IRP stuff was cool yesterday, but how bad is this team going to be? Like, Even if we don't look good, just just win the game tonight. Yeah. I want to see some improvement, though. Would you rather see him? I mean, well, I guess improvement would go hand-in-hand hand with win, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. I would th- I like to think so. Texas stream isn't stop with the stream stuff, guys. It's done. There's an all VBN is filling up their diapers today that we didn't get in trouble, and I'm here for all the tears. They definitely were not happy about it. Well, I mean, why would they? They, in fairness, so they had to listen to us talk about how they were going to get caught cheating, and then we were the ones that got caught cheating. Yeah, but they also like predicted death penalty for the last five years. Yeah. They've been saying like all the death penalty stuff, and I was like, I wouldn't expect no. anything less from a rival fan base. So yeah, it's it's fine. It is what it is. I, if, they, if they were in the same microscope, I would have been saying the same thing. In fact, I probably was when they were up for the death penalty way before we were. When they were actually legitimately thought about getting the death penalty. Remember that, UK fans? Oh, oh, oh you forgot about that. Or how about the time you were point shaving? Yeah, remember that one? Apparently some texture was very mean to Scoots during the KRC show today. Why? Wow, I don't too. know, but I'll, we'll beat him up. Be yeah. nice to Scoots. Only we can be mean to Scoots. Exactly. And just get, and if we're not being mean enough, give us some advice, and we'll, we'll maybe use it. The, the person who sent in the text of whatever Louisville players junk this is, I don't. We, we don't need to see this on the text line. It's not. It's not interesting. Wendy and Gabriel. No, it's similar. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater. No, not like. <laughs> I'm not saying anything else. Texas, I'm texting live on my honeymoon in Cancun. Go Cards. Bleat Pat Forty in the NCA. Put the damn banner back up. Happy honeymoon to you. Congrats on the wedding. Thank you so yeah. much for uh, spending some time with us from Cancun. Pictures. He would send me a t-shirt. <laughs> Texas, the texters dogging people who don't have radio must really think that you don't have any followers outside of Louisville. The disrespect. 
I guess you got a point there. That that's the true week because we do have. I mean, Cancun, San Diego, in a way, Boise. I mean, we we obviously have fans across this great nation. Yeah, but they're not listening on radio. True, that's what I'm saying. That's that, I'm, I'm agreeing with the texture. Oh yeah, is that I guess we we can't sit there and just bash my well. I don't have radio because I I do forget that we have fans well beyond the the lots of streamers listening list. Yeah, streamers big. Jason, who's more angry, Forty or BBN? They're both pretty angry. They're both pretty angry. Kentucky, I'm sure, wanted us to get hammered. I mean, more of Ford, course. Forty, Forty would, Forty just would have run with it with our story. I don't think he'd take any personal. No, with it. I'm with you. There's a hey KRC, suck at Trebek. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was about to be like, what did Trebek do? He's dead. I was thinking that's the the, the reference. To right. That's no. Yeah, yeah. Texas. Well, will today's show be available online later? Yes. Uh, we yeah. will have the podcast up very soon. After oh, did I hit record? Ends, I'm playing. I would kill you. <laughs> I'd walk out right now. I would not do tomorrow's show. <laughs> Texas, kill anyone who hates on Scoots. Yeah, we don't. You don't hate on Scoots. Yeah, only we're allowed to make fun of Scoots. Scoots is the best. Um, all right, we, we only have a couple minutes left here. We do you want to, uh, thirty seconds for AEW last night? What was Lamar Jackson doing? Uh, it was it was a fun show last night. Not not the best AEW, but it was a fun show. Jeff Jarrett showed up. You know who that is? Oh, that's the I kept seeing a picture of Lamar like with a, a guitar swinging at a guy, and I couldn't figure out who it was. That wasn't Lamar. That was Jeff Jarrett. So Jarrett was hitting Lamar. No, there's a picture of Lamar holding a guitar. Oh, he must have done and a guy on their knees. And I was like, "What's this?" And everybody's like, "Everybody's going nuts about it." I oh, guess that was must have that photo, was Jeff Jarrett. Photoshop yeah. afterwards. Okay. Yeah. Photo a photo thing afterwards. Uh, no, yeah, Jeff Jarrett showed up, attacked Darby Allen, uh, said, you know, gave the I'm gonna war on AW, yada yada yada. Triple heel things used to use his old slap nuts uh, uh, character a little bit, which was always one of the better characters. <laughs> you did say Cancun, San Diego, all across this great nation. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I know. <laughs> uh, I also called Robert Frost Scott Frost yesterday. That was fine. We, we my favorite was the text you brought up when I said some of Boston College. I said Cherry Hill, and his response to the text line was. It's in, uh, what's not Cherry Hill? It's Ches- he goes, Boston College is Chestnut Hill, Trevor. Cherry Hill is where the White Castle is that Harold Kumar tried to find, <laughs> which is 100% true. I've been to Cherry Hill, New Jersey. I've stayed there. Oh, man. Uh, but Lamar, yeah, Lamar came in. The thing bad about Lamar is I don't know if he was there just because he's a big AW fan or if this was a, hey, we've got tickets for you to come sit courts uh, ringside and give us kind of a celebrity boost. Because he showed up like halfway in, like, into the third match of the night. And I know he showed up like at around 8.30, 8.45, because as soon as he started going to his seat, in the middle of the Moxley match, the whole crowd just starts chanting MVP. Mm. And he kind of killed the match flow a little bit. But he was there the whole time, the rest of the way. Jericho called him out. It was fun. I was kind of hoping he'd get in Jericho's face at ringside to, during the match, but he didn't. But it was uh, he was there with somebody else. I'm assuming another player, maybe just one of his buddies. But. He's all elite. That's all that matters. All that matters. Uh, Love Lamar. All right. And then tonight, we've got the Eagles and Texans. Big night for me tonight, man. Let's do it. Let's Real quickly, Eagles, Texans. Eagles on the road trying to keep their perfect season alive, trying to move to 8-0 now. They are a 13.5-point road favorite. Do they get the job done tonight? They win, definitely. Uh, cover 13. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say Eagles win, but don't cover. I'm going to go cover because I don't think Brandon, Eagles win by 11. I don't think Brandon Cooks is even playing tonight. Well, I hope he is because he's in my starting lineup right now. You might want to check that. I'm, I'm pretty going sure to have to he's check that out. right when we get off the air. Yeah, you might want to do that. Uh, also tonight, Game Five of the World Series, Phillies trying to to bounce back from being no hit the night before. The yeah. Rock and the Powder Blues. Who you got? Who takes the the lead back to Houston? Well, I was wrong last night by by a mile and a half. 
I'm going to go Philly again, though. I'm I, I'm staying on Philly because when in doubt, go against Dusty in the World Series as a manager. I think Philly's win tonight. Astros win the last two. That's what I'm going with. You think Dusty gets that World Series ring finally? I think, even I think, it, I think it's happening. As a player. but All right. Uh, apologies for technical difficulties today. We'll be better tomorrow. We, we promise. One more game to predict, maybe? No. What? Is there going to be one more game you want to predict before we go? Global Shamanad? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I hope we win. I, I mean, I, <laughs> hope we win. We better win, or it's going to be a yeah. pretty sad show. Do you want to make a prediction? <laughs> I'm not to wake up with my back hurting tomorrow morning. I don't see either. Uh Yeah, I think. I, mean, I was uh, kind of avoiding it. <laughs> we got we to gotta go. Uh, Louisville, I'm going Louisville with the win tonight. <laughs> Thank you for, for making us do that. Yes, I think Louisville also will win its exhibition game tonight. I hope so. If I'm, not, there will be plenty to talk about on tomorrow's show. I will show. say this. I am more worried about Louisville winning than I am the Eagles winning. <laughs> I am too at this point. All right. You can catch all the action, by the way, tonight. 7 o'clock tip-off at KFCM Center on our sister station, 970 WGTK, your new home for Cardinal Athletics. Go Cards. Beat Chaminade. Suck at NCA. We love you, IRP. We love you, Neil Katile. Apologies for technical difficulties. Have a great Thursday. We'll see you guys tomorrow at 3 o'clock. These songs of freedom. Cause all I ever have Redemption songs Redemption